Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Looking for a spot 
mind, you've been blinded. Looking for a star like mine, you can't find it. Looking for a star like mine, you've been blinded. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go to. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking wounds at 16. And running up in gates and doing hits by high stakes. Making my way off fire escapes. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the door off. Sticking up right boards on real boards. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. You went to school to learn, girl. Things you never, never do before. And why two plus two makes four? Now, 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 I'm gonna teach you all about love, yeah. Sit yourself down, take a seat. Oh, all you gotta do is repeat after me. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. If you hear the Beverly Hills theme, uh, which you did since you're listening to the podcast, uh, that means it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap day. It means you made it to Friday, which is just a huge celebration in itself. My God, you did it, folks. You know how hard it is to get through the week. I'm adjusting. Look at this. I can adjust my... I have one of those rising tables. We should all, like... Sorry, for this is for the YouTube people. Do you guys like this angle better than the... <laughs> We're doing too much around here, folks. We just are. Remember, you can check this out over on YouTube. We released so many cool YouTube videos this week. The Ronald Richards one is up there. Fascinating uh, interview with that guy. Uh, also, we gave a free Patreon uh, episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Recap. I just watched the sixth episode this morning and took notes, and I'm going to put that up on the Patreon later. Um, it, uh, am I, if you guys saw it, like, it was relatively feel good compared to what we've seen. Like nobody was in full tears. We only had half crying and we didn't have any, we had almost fights, but then they would get brought back down to earth because of Phaedra, my favorite character ever. Come on, ladies. Why are we fighting? We're beautiful, smart women. Come on. I love that. And also when Brandy gets wasted, I love 
that she's just a walking boner. She is just like, Vicky, I want to touch you in the female places. It is truly brandy. It's like you put a couple drinks in her. Uh, Is she like that with dudes too? Or is she just aggressive with women that way? Regardless, fascinating television, and you can get a full recap over on the Patreon. Um, We're going to talk about a couple of news stories before we hit Beverly Hills. And uh, I want to tell you, I am so sore today, you guys. I worked out with a trainer for the first time forever on Wednesday, and uh, my body, I... You know that when you just are set, you just lay for most of the last three years and then you start using some of the muscles and your muscles are like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, we literally packed it in and called it a day. Like, we do not work for you anymore, sir. And if you're going to start using us, you better take care of us. And that is just, you know, that's not a podcaster's life. We, we're bad boys, man. We live. We live by the sword, die by the sword if you're a podcaster. How are you guys doing? Are you are you ready to have the best weekend ever? Now, we did a full five-day week uh, of shows this week, and I think they were some really, really great shows. And we got more shows that are just as good, if not better, coming at you next week. Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents, are coming back to the show. Oh, look, Ronald, look, little Tom Girardi is always watching over me. And, of course, this is for the YouTube audience back here. We got we got Diana Jenkins with this beautiful hairstyle that she had last night. Uh, we got Jen Shaw crying because of the news this week. And then, of course... Chloe and this uh, semen giver. Is that is that what we're calling it? What do what we call it? The semen? We'll get into that in a second. I just need to properly work up to the amount of rage that should be coming out of all of us at this point. Out of all of us. Um, if you like this show, uh, please leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you don't, keep it on moving, man. I can recommend so many different podcasts that you will totally dig. Speaking of podcasts, I woke up today to the... Uh, text that I have been waiting for my entire podcasting career. I got called up to the big leagues tonight. Ronnie Karam from Watch What Crappens texted me and said, uh, Brian, and I said, oh, my name's Ryan. And he said, Ryan, no, he, 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 um, unfortunately, Ben, uh, Mandelkler is sick and I am going to be doing the Southern Charm recap with Ronnie tonight. And that's why I'm starting this at three in the afternoon, which is just so you guys know that's good for me. I'm like, holy crap, look at me getting things done early. Um, but I cannot wait to see what kind of fun we have. If you are a Watch What Crappens fan, I, I'm sure you all are, but go uh, support. And I just hope I don't make a big fool of myself. I mean, I hope I make a fool of myself, but in a funny way. And I know uh, those guys are so loved that I hope I don't screw up any of the rhythms or any of that, but I'm just so excited. Like, And Southern Charm is the perfect show because I don't feel like Southern Charm gets enough discourse, and I love making fun of the dudes on Southern Charm. So please check that out, and uh, I just really hope it goes well. I'm so, so excited. I think I'm just going to giggle throughout the whole thing. And I don't usually get to, I don't listen to their podcast because I don't want to steal anything. But I was listening to their last Southern Charm recap today to prep because, you know, I'm just, I take this so seriously. And I was, I was, it was so fucking funny. But at the same time, I really was impressed. Like they don't, they don't laugh at each other. Like they, they totally think each other's funny, but like they, they kind of just keep going and bouncing off of each other where I'm like, ah, <laughs> Like, I have a feeling I'm going to die laughing about a hundred billion times. So I'm just really excited. And it's one of those things, you know, in my everyday life, there are those things, you know, when I would get 
like when I have auditions or when I've had big auditions in the past, I would just be so fucking nervous, but like bad nervous. Like this, I'm nervous for, but at the end of the day, I know, I know the subject matter. We're talking Bravo. I can do this. Like you might not agree with what I'm saying, even though we've already established that everything I'm saying is correct and the right opinion. But like, I'm not nervous. Like when I was acting, like I would get into there and I would be shaken. I'd be like shaky hand, shaky hands McGee, I would call myself. And uh, this is just like, you get to talk about these things that we truly love. So totally excited. Uh, BravoCon tickets went on pre-sale today. The sale is on uh, Friday for, I guess, the rest of us. They just sold out of their pre-sale tickets, supposedly. Coachella does this with music festivals as well. Uh, I think part of the pre-sale and ending a pre-sale so quickly is to kind of get excitement and to almost psychologically put into Bravo fans that, look, man, these tickets are hot. They are hot tamales. But we don't know how many pre-sale tickets there were up for grabs to begin with. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, are you guys going? Like, what's, I mean, really, we we haven't conferred about this, uh, trying to determine if I'm going to go or not. I think I am. Um, so we'll see. That's very exciting. A couple of other Bravo uh, pieces of news. Woke up to the news today, you guys, that Tinsley Mortimer has... Um, has just dropped out of Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, which I think they're already filming. So I have no clue what happened. Now, Demois sent uh, sent an... Uh, Demois sent a post on her stories. I'm trying to find it for you guys right now. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, I found this really interesting because I don't know if it completely makes sense to me yet. Um, okay, it says... Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm just reading, like, the Army Hammer update. Okay, so Dumois says, Housewives of New York City update. Tinsley's exit from Ultimate Girls Trip is not because of personal reasons. She'll be doing Real Housewives of New York Legacy instead with Sonia, Dorinda, Kelly Ben Simone, Luann, and Jill. No Bethany and no Ramona. So on the face of that, I was like, okay, that makes sense uh, in, in, in a way. Yeah. And the no Ramona makes sense too, because you could easily then say, oh, Ramona is probably still going to be on not the legacy cast, but the actual New York cast that they're trying to build around new women, but they might have an established one there. Then the other thing that doesn't make sense of this is sense to this. I posted this in my stories yesterday is that Countess Luann and Sonia are doing their own spinoff. And it's not for Bravo, uh, from my understanding. Now, I could be wrong, or they could be kind of pulling our leg with these things. Um, and it's important to look at all sides of the story, even if it's Bravo. We take this just as seriously as politics. Uh, so uh, it says, Luann De Lesseps and Sonia Morgan begin filming Roni spinoff show. So the Roni spinoff show is not legacy. It's them showing up to Illinois and it's like a simple life-esque reality show. Now, there's conflicting reports because this one says, oh, it's either going to air on Bravo or Peacock. But the original Page Six article uh, regarding this that came out a month and a half ago said this was for another network. Now, I think it would be smart of Peacock to do this, um, but it doesn't make sense then for that rumor about legacy Unless Tinsley wasn't going to do Ultimate Girls Trip and then Legacy is going to start shooting um, way after Ultimate Girls Trip and, and Sonya. I don't know. So they were making it sound like Ultimate uh, – they were making it sound like Real Housewives of New York Legacy started shooting 
uh, in like very, very soon. But that wouldn't make sense with Luann and Sonya touching down in Illinois for this other Roni spinoff. So many spinoffs. It's hard to uh, it's hard to keep track of them. That's why you need So Bad It's Good. Also, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, just a reminder, especially this week, I've been reminding you might have been um, you might have been confused, disturbed, excited, titillated by the opening music. Now, remember, if you're not a music fan or if you don't like to put your chocolate into peanut butter and peanut butter into chocolate, you don't like your dip your music into your Bravo. We have timestamps. And you can skip right to that moment where the music ends and I start opening this beautiful mouth of mine. (laughs) And uh, you could start there, you know, or you would start to win the Beverly Hills recap starts instead of these beginning news stories. And that's I try to do that with all the podcasts. So uh, I want you to be able to enjoy it. I don't want anybody to get upset about it. And if you're getting upset about it, that's not what we're here to do. We are here to be silly, to have fun, maybe make some light points, but I'm talking light. I'm talking uh, maybe that maybe he made a good point. Maybe. (laughs) So uh, that's how to do that. they are, though, you guys, this is big news. Uh, you'd say, who replaces Tinsley on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3? Great question. It is going to be none other than... I'm literally trying to find the name because I blanked on it. Uh, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta's... Where is it? Portia Williams. I'm joking. I knew the name. Portia. Portia is taking... And, and Portia is a great addition. So you'll have Portia, Giselle, um, Candice, uh, Alexia, Marisol, Leah. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I don't get the Leah hate. Like, I, I get that she was annoying the second season, but I don't sometimes understand. And I guess that's what makes us unique as a Bravo audience is the amount of hatred. We all have very specific different hatreds for characters. And to me, there's no rhyme or reason anymore in some of these. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Um, also, I want to do with that news, too. Dave Quinn, who writes for People magazine. Great dude. He says... He tweeted, LOL, not a single Roni legacy contract has been signed and no official offers from the network have even been made. But sure, go and publish your Dreamcast. So he's officially reporting that none of this is true. Now, I don't know. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think they're very close to, uh, I think they've decided whether contracts have been signed or not. But remember, you know, I was even talking to uh, people from Vanderpump Rules cast in the past, and their contracts had not even been signed sometimes a week or two into filming. And it would just mean they didn't participate in certain scenes or anything. So none of this is out of the ordinary. Um, I also do want to, and I'm not going to give away too much because I don't want to get in trouble this early in the season. Um, but I was present for the first night of season 10 of Vanderpump Rules (laughs) filming uh, at Sir uh, for DJ James Kennedy's triumphant, not see you next Tuesday, but see you next Wednesday. And uh, at Sir, you had the the two Toms, you had Ariana, Katie, Schwartz, 
DJ James Kennedy, Raquel as a server, Charlie Burnett has, is back in the cast. She is. I know there were rumors that she is out. She is in. Um, so the Peter was there. Lisa was there. Ken was there. One of the Lisa's dogs was there. Uh, so it is filming. I wish I could share more information with you, and I will as soon as I can. But um, I just don't want to get in trouble this early. <laughs> Like the first night, and they're like, we'll never let you talk to any of our cast members. Again, I will say this, though. Sheena uh, Sheena was there, and it's hysterical, because me and Sheena have bridged our our, our feud, and we're, we're okay. But now every time she sees me, like I saw her last night, she's like, look who's here. Look, the jerk's here. And I was like, what? I mean, she te- teases me like that, but like... Now I'm like the jerk, which I find hysterical. Um, Okay, so I think that is all the news. Now, uh, are the kids in the room? Can we get the kids out of the room? I feel like the kids shouldn't be here for this next part. There's going to be some language. There might be some screaming. I don't think there's going to be crying, but I need to just, I just need to, I need to know this is a safe space and I don't want to poison anybody's ears or hearts with what I'm about to do and say. Uh, so, okay, we're going to count down to five, and then we're going to go from there. Okay, so five, four, three, two, fuck you, Tristan Thompson, you motherfucker. Are you out of your fucking mind? Has everybody lost their damn minds? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is truly insane. This is true. Guys. For the Kardashians to still surprise me, of all people, is it says something. It says the world, I mean, we are in end times, people, because I got this headline, Khloe Kardashian having baby via surrogate, right there, if you ended it, I'd go, okay, okay, and then it goes, with Tristan Thompson. Now, this show has been uh, against Tristan since his first cheating scandals all the way back there in, uh, what was it? 2017. I mean, we're we're this is a multi-year cheating uh, marathon for this guy. At this point, he loves it. He's the best. He's not even the best there is at it because he gets caught every time. But so I get this news, and I'll tell you what. I have been told now by a couple people that I need to take time for myself. I get. I keep getting past this video. Uh, it's uh, one of the guys I think who created Reddit, who's married to Serena Williams, uh, and he says, "You know, I used to just work 24 hours a day. I thought that made me better than everybody else, you know, and I just didn't sleep a lot. But then I realized I didn't have any fuel in the tank, and sometimes if I actually took the time to recharge, then I had something to uh, something to give when I came back. And I am." So not that way. I'm like, uh, I'm going to deplete. I'm going to leave it all on the dance floor. This might not. I might not have even been good. I'm not me. I might not even be good at this anymore or even for the last year and a half. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going. And I keep getting sent this video about his working uh, thing. So anyways, I'm trying to make time where I decompress every day. And that means putting my phone away. And yesterday I was out shopping for my mom's birthday. And... I was away from my phone for, I think, like 30 to 45 minutes. Now, I should have learned my lesson because earlier, God, was that Monday? The Jen Shaw plea change happened. Man, that seems like a year ago. And I was 30 minutes late to that. I mean, I was still up early, 8.30 a.m., but she had changed it at like 7.45 a.m. 
um, Pacific Standard Time because I live in California and all the good memes had already been taken. And I was like, Ryan, let this be a lesson to you. Never sleep. Uh, and I didn't I didn't take heed to my warning to myself because I go, uh, you know, relax or recharge shopping. And I even remember during the shopping going, I'm so proud of you, Ryan. I'm so proud of you. And, and then me, Ryan, was like, why are you proud of me, Ryan? Because you have not even looked at your phone. You've not looked at your phone. You've turned off all alerts, notifications. I'm so very proud of you. And then me, to me, we had like kind of like a little cry. So we we're like, oh, and I was like, we were hugging each other. And then me, I tried to kiss me and then it got weird. But um, so then I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me take my phone out. I'm in the car. It's, it's go time. You know, let's see. Let's see on the off chance something happened. And I went to my phone and this is how strong my brand is becoming. I had 300 messages alerting me. Like, you know, most people just heard about this once. I heard this 300 different ways from people of like, I thought of you first, which is like, hell yeah. Even though I know deep down how sad that truly is. Uh, I was like, fuck yeah, man. I'm the first dude you think about when Chloe has a surrogacy with Tristan Thompson. Like, that's got to be stuck. That, that, put that on my tombstone. Like, you know, here lies Ryan Kyler Bailey uh, was thought of first during Chloe Tristan surrogacy uh, scandal. And so I'm like, oh, sweet. But then I was like, I truly had to sit with the news and I know this sounds weird, but when you really personalize these things, which I always tell people that's why not to personalize these things, I got really upset and sad, not only for Chloe, but for the kids and for the, oh, I mean, like if we wanted to look at it away from the comedic angle of, man, <laughs> I don't know what it is with these Kardashians and they have some kind of rule where they need to have uh, babies with the same father, even if the father has treated them horribly and they're not with them anymore. Like, I don't know what Kardashian rule book they follow, but it is a warped one. I don't know if it's some kind of like, like satanic tome or something, or there's like spells involved. But to me, this makes no sense. Now, if you look at the press release, Chloe's people also, uh, you know, was out there saying, listen, Listen, we don't know when this happened or how, you know, like we say, it was basically saying that Chloe, they had already decided to do this before she knew about the latest baby with Marley Nichols. And so that means, and by the way, if you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians that last season, they had talked about that in the future. And in this first season of the Kardashians, it is made, uh, we're made well aware that they are trying to work on things. And they're, you know, Tristan is going to live with Chloe and True in their house. So my thought was, though, that, okay, so. I don't know how these dates line up, and a lot of accounts have tried to line up the dates. And supposedly, you could really truly go with, um, oh my god, wait, I just got another alert. Oh no. Jax is going to do a podcast? Wait, wait, wait. Damn it. We got we got to do really something. to come back and, and something bigger and better, uh, something a little bit more family oriented with our whole family now with my new son, Cruz, and we're just really excited to come back. So keep following us. Keep watching. We'll be back soon. I'm not sure what network we're going to be on yet, but we'll be back. And we're also going to be doing a, uh, a podcast, so that'll be coming out soon, too. Um, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. If you're ever in L.A., ask Jeff. We're really excited to come back. Okay. Uh, my friend Marissa just sent that to me. It looks like it was one of Jax's uh, cameos. Um, and in Jax's cameos, I've gotten one before. He really, 
stretches the truth and that's saying a lot, you know, because that's what he does in his life. But he really, truly stretches the truth in those cameos. So he says he has a new TV project. He said that since he's gotten let go from Vanderpump Rules and now he has a podcast. If he does a Vanderpump rewatch podcast, I almost might be here for it because I would love to know the sides of him that are like, oh, yeah, I remember when I completely lied to Stassi for an entire season and then at the very end admitted. Or like to hear him talk about the faith situation. Please say it. There's no way it'd ever be a rewatch podcast. But, but also interesting to hear he brought up that he has a son named Cruz. Does any, is anybody aware that that was actually the, uh, the case? So very – wow, that's – Huge news. Okay, back to this asshole, Tristan Thompson, uh, which you can see on YouTube right behind me right here. So her people were trying to say, okay, but now is the time for kindness. You know, now is the, this is such a happy time because the baby has either been born already or is imminently ready. Like it's right around the corner. So listen, first off to the surrogate. When the surrogate found out that it was Chloe and Tristan, is the surrogate like, uh, what am I carrying? Like, like literally, I would not do this for them. I'm, I'm sorry. You guys, and I, I'm not, I'm trying not to be mean to Chloe, but at the same time, you're rich. Like, put on your big girl panties at this point and get some really intensive therapy. Here are the, I, the reasons why I'm personally against it. And I do realize how silly that is because who gives a fuck if I recommend this or not? Um, but, like, listen, I think it sets up a bad precedent for your daughter, True, because uh, she seems like she's such a great mother. Is that, like, listen, your mom, True, has no self-respect for herself. And she is going to let your father, who never, who loves to lie, multiple times it's happened over the years, uh, some with family friends, some with just random uh, ladies in hotel lobbies, you know, just the, the run-of-the-mill people. Um but he chose to get caught so many times. I almost would have been cool with it if he just didn't get caught, but he always got caught. And that's to show you, True, that you can cheat on women. You know, women do not need to be respected. It doesn't matter how successful and rich and powerful you are. Remember, you're always less than to a man. Remember that, True. That's an important lesson. And so much so that even through all of this, I stood behind Tristan and had a new baby with him. Um... Now, Tristan, of course, is in London because I'm sure now he traveled overseas just to get away from everybody that hates him, which, reminder, stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson, the official shirt, uh, which I wish, ha I just wish more people had gotten it. And I thought it was implied, but I do need to make a new shirt that says, uh, stop having Tristan Thompson's babies. I need to get more specific with these shirts. Uh, Elon Musk is, well, Elon Musk's dad, did you read that story today? Elon Musk's dad has had now a child or about to have a child with his stepdaughter, who he has supposedly raised as his own daughter since two. I mean, that is the bizarrest story I've ever even, like, you know, you read some wacky shit on the Daily Mail, but to me, that headline I had to keep reading, I was like, what is this? Wait, am I, re am I old eyes reading this right? Anywho, back to this asshole Tristan Thompson. It's like he now gets to remain in the family for the, like, the, and the the thing is, somebody pointed this out to me. I was I was talking, and they, you know, Tristan's only thirty one, and Chloe's thirty seven. Tristan's going to be having babies until he's fifty. And I'm not talking about with Chloe. I'm talking about with everybody. It's like Nick Cannon. This guy has already had a child with somebody else before Chloe. Uh, you have a couple with Chloe. You have the one with Marlee Nichols, and he's going to keep going because it seems like he is allergic to whatever condoms are made out of. Period. It just doesn't, he's like, it, it, as, as uh, Chubbs or Cleb or Caleb says on Southern Charm, it's like, 
you know what? I don't know why Shep and uh, Taylor don't wear a condom. Oh, I guess it's because it doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. I was, you know, but sex is sometimes like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's good. You know, like even me as a guy, when I've had sex before, the one time, I've always just been like, can I cannot imagine somebody's letting me have sex with them. That is just like, how cool is that? Like, there's always that. How cool is this? <laughs> the manliest thought in the whole wide world. So, um, so this baby is eminent. I will say, from a very real standpoint, is. Chloe is getting dangerously thin, and I know a lot of that's from working out, uh, but a lot of it is just very worrying to me because now I'm feeling it's from the stress possibly of this. And at the same time, Chloe has known this from like, if, if, you know, she they've been planning this for this long, which also then just shows you how sociopathic uh, Tristan is, because if this truly was happening, if he's like, yeah, let's do the surrogacy, I sign off on this, let's do this, I'm very excited, and then he still went and did this with other women? Like, why do you hate Chloe this much? Like, I mean, like, it, that, it's truly alarming. Like, I mean, think of, I mean, Chloe and all this family can say we're the haters and the trolls and all of us people who make comments. But like, once again, the call is coming from inside the house. And the fact that you keep letting this dude just be around, be around. Now, here's the other theory. And I did a poll because uh, I was like, okay, do you think... That and uh, be really, really search your soul for this. Do you think they're together still, or do you think it's just he's just the uh, the provider of the semen for this baby, and that's it? He, you know, that's it. And the majority of the people, I would say, like eighty three percent, believed that it's he's just uh, the semen provider. You know, seventeen percent were correct. <laughs> Listen, I truly believe Tristan um, and her are still together. Uh, in some capacity. In fact, remember I did a story earlier this week where she had posted flowers from Tristan and then she had to delete it. Like she had thanked Tristan for this huge bouquet of flowers, which is just so like that's Tristan's other thing is these big romantic gestures. And it's so weird. I mean, think about just how these men are like you got Travis Scott. Travis Scott has a whole nother girlfriend than Kylie Jenner. Um, uh, you know, you can find her account on Instagram. What is it? Destructo. I forgot her, but he, uh, it's weird. It's like Kylie is a billionaire, supposedly. And, you know, every time they get photographed out, I'm like, oh, good for you, Kylie. You can finally come in some to take a photo with you. And it's like, that's a billionaire. You don't fucking need Travis Scott. Are you out of your mind? Also, we had that rumor with Chloe that she was dating an investment banker. And I think that's just complete horseshit as well. I don't think she's dating. Come on. Even with anything with Chloe, I just don't. I don't believe that at all just because of her insecurity. And she said, I'm just happy raising True right now. And if she's prepping to raise a new baby, I don't think she's dating an investment banker. You know, like I don't think that is in the mix at all. Uh, it might be something to have even made Tristan jealous, but it just shows these people are not aspirational. You know, we might not have, we might not be able to pay our bills. We might not have the most exciting lives sometimes, but remember, you know, like, I think we still have the choice to be with somebody that truly loves us. And, uh, I mean, there is some darkness going on over there, like true darkness that this keeps happening. I just, I can't, and it just makes me so upset. We're going to see, uh, you know, more news about this down the line. Now, not skinny, not fat. She, she's. I love Amanda. I do. But she posted um, after all of this. She said, um, hey, 
She said, it's confirmed. The quote from the publicist says, we can confirm True will have a sibling who was conceived in November. Chloe is incredibly grateful to the extraordinary surrogate for such a beautiful blessing. We'd like to ask for kindness and privacy so that Chloe can focus on her family. A rep said for Chloe Kardashian. And then Amanda added, Chloe and Tristan are not back together and have not spoken since December outside of co-parenting matters. But remember, they did go to Stagebrush Cantina in Malibu a couple weeks ago for Father's Day. Remember that? We have all the photos with all of them, with Chris. Uh, she also says the baby was conceived via surrogate before it was revealed to Chloe in the public that Tristan was having a baby with someone else in December. And uh, Amanda goes... Now it's time to put the Tristan hate aside and just be excited for Chloe and True. Amanda, I love you. You are so much more successful than I am and will continue to be, but I will not put my Tristan hate aside. I'm sorry. I will cradle it like my own little surrogate baby for the rest of my life. Like, seriously, somebody's got to be mad at this asshole. This guy has gotten by on these kind of legal feely, feely feelings loopholes where we've got to be nice to... Fi- no, man. Let that We've tried that now for years with, with Tristan. Now it's time to stomp. Now it is time to raise a fist. We will go out and protest this. They're, this has not worked up to this point. It is time to try a new tactic and get the fuck. Tristan needs to get the fuck out. Like, just, just get the fuck out. I'm happy for Chloe and Drew. And listen, there's no doubt in my mind that this baby will be so well taken care of, protected. Chloe's a great mom. This kid will make more money on the first day of its birth than I will make my entire life or any of our lives probably put together. But no, I will not put the Tristan hate aside. I'm sorry. This guy needs to be rem- like, I, I, I hate that. I hate that he gets to use this as a, but he created some good, didn't he? That semen did a lot of bad. But it's done a lot of good because True's a beautiful girl. And like, yeah. But at the same point, what I mean, listen, can can cheating be in the DNA? Like, I mean, do we have to worry about this guy? Seems like he's dumb as a bag of rocks if he's gonna keep doing this. Like, do we have to worry that these kids are gonna be stupid? Like, that's truly my worry at this point. Like, True seems amazing, but at a certain point, this guy's spreading his seed thinner than, uh, you know, I don't know, like Walmart t-shirts. I just, you, it's a bad example. Okay. So that is that there are so many other news stories, but I'm going to save them for, uh, I'm going to save them for uh, Monday with Sophie because we've got so much, uh, news now. Remember though, just Chloe did go away on a camp Coco for her birthday And somebody told me a rumor that Tristan was there. I don't know. I don't think I believe that. Uh, People exclusive just came out. It says Kim Kardashian supported and encouraged Chloe in pursuing surrogacy to have baby number two. Hey, Kim, why don't you worry about yourself for a while? There's a lot there that you need to, you know, check in on. By the way, did you see all those uh, Pete interviews this week on the Kevin Hart show where he said he is he his next goal is just to be a father. He and marriage goes along with that. And I'm like, like, oh, man, what a wild ride. What a wild ride we're seeing. What a moment for pop culture. Um, So uh, I love that Kim put her two cents into this and she's getting a little shine from people. Um, Chloe tried to get pregnant for a while when this didn't work out. They didn't want, they decided to explore other options. Kim supported and encouraged Chloe to find a surrogate, but like, did she encourage to find Tristan? Like this point I would have rather even Scott donated some semen, you know, like, or, or me or any, I mean, it just seems like there's so many choices. Like Tristan, 
She says it was a bittersweet situation for Chloe, the source notes. She was so excited about the baby, but incredibly disappointed in Tristan. Like Chloe always does, though, she turned it around and focused on the good. And that's what we do here at So Bad It's Good. We like to focus on the good. Oh, I just get the skivvy. Oh, my goodness. Also, um... Uh, Sophie and Joe Jonas uh, are, uh, they just announced they're having a second baby. I'll do that really quickly. And Jen Shaw, there is now questions if Coach Shaw's money can be a part of the money they're trying to recover, the $6.5 million. So he, they might be able to legally go after Coach Shaw's money uh, in Jen Shaw news. Okay. Okay. So you guys, that is that. We're only 38 minutes in. That's actually a record for me. Usually there's like a solid hour. I really appreciate you guys being here. We're going to start Beverly Hills right in a second. I'm going to take a quick water break and then you get ready. I'm so proud of my girl Sutton and Diane. Like, I don't know what's going on with you, Sutton. Oh, what a great scene. Also, Sutton's dating. And I got to tell you, I'm not happy about it because I, you know, it's like, I think I truly am the man for Sutton and the fact that she's not even giving me a shot uh, to find out that Sutton's on Bumble. I'm like, do I need to get a Bumble account? I didn't even think about that. I mean, could you imagine you're on Bumble and then Sutton comes up and you're like, I'll say, I'll say, I think I found the love of my life. (laughs) Okay, you guys, we are back and ready for Beverly Hills. Now, people really are so conflicted about this season because, you know, we're Bravo fans and that's what we do. But I just want to make a point. Last week was a season high in total viewers. And then this week, even bigger than last week, season 12, episode 10 got a 0.26 in the demo. The demo is 18 to 49 year olds. And that means a million two hundred twelve thousand viewers. So season high in viewers. So even if you're not loving it, it is the one of the most watched shows on Bravo, especially in terms of housewives. I mean, are you guys still watching Dubai? Are you keeping up? I've even fallen behind on Dubai and I'm not, I'm definitely going to watch it, but I guess I'm just saving it for that day when you're like tipsy, not tipsy, when you're hung over in bed and you're like, fuck, I guess I'll turn on Dubai. And it's, probably really good. I've just fallen behind. There's so many amazing things to watch right now. Now, I am completely in love with Beverly Hills. I'm sorry. Like, I just love the minutia of it. I love that there are characters you root for. I love that we did. We barely saw Lisa Rinna in in this show. I mean, it's truly amazing. And I just want to, you know, I know a lot of you guys love Rinna, but I want to say maybe she's not needed. We haven't seen her in the last couple of weeks, and I've still managed to enjoy the show even maybe more. What are you saying, Ryan? <laughs> are you saying I don't want to do? You don't want me on Beverly Hills? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I think Rinna will always be there, but people are now going like, ooh, look, she's not been in a couple of episodes. What does that mean? And I, I don't know if it really truly means anything, but it is interesting to, uh, you know, she caused such a stir or tried to cause such a stir at Sutton's party when we, that's where we left off last week, remember? You know, of when it was like, I heard you called Diana Sholish. <laughs> Which Rinna is just like, call me Solish. I'm the actual Solish one. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's so funny with the Rinna voice because it doesn't, It the laugh is kind of Rinna-esque. And it's sometimes it's a little strokey voice because Rinna always gives a little stroke. A little strokey stroke stroke. You know, where it's like a droopy mouth. It's like droopish. Um, 
some people really love the Rena voice and some people passionately hate it. Like I get hate mail about the Rena voice of like, it's disgusting. It's gross. And I'm like, first off, you, you actually wrote me an email about this. That's wild. Like you really took the time out of your day to write an email about the Rena, the Rena imitation. Like it's, it's very interesting to me. And I'm always like, Amelia, is this you? Not Amelia. Is this you? Uh, okay, so this uh, aired on 7-13-22. I'm not a numerologist, but that seems like a very evil combination of numbers and the date itself. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the uh, the title for this one is called So You Say. And so in my head, we always use these titles as like what, what uh, big bigger picture of the episode, So You Say. So in my head, I'm like, okay, is this about people saying things with words. And I was like, immediately when I started the first scene, I was like, yes, they are using words. So this title is very apt. Not a very per se clever title. What was last week's title? It was something completely to me wacky, or maybe I'm confusing it with Southern Charm. Let me try to find my notes for next week, uh, for last week. Um, uh, Previously, season 12, episode nine. What is it called? Uh, Anyways, so we ended at Sutton's house. She had been working on this house for two years. She's very proud of it. She has manservants there. People have uh, made lovely food. The Sub-Zero refrigerator is not there. Remember? She's like, don't look at that stupid, ugly fridge from Best Buy. I, say. That's, I, got, a, I got a Sub-Zero coming. It's a customs right now. It's hard to make it through if I had to pay off a couple customs agents to get that fridge in. So that fridge is a piece of shit fridge. You know, we're going to put that on the side of the road when the sub-zero comes in i was like i was like but outside they were having the meal outside and it had rained in southern california god forbid and so it was in the muck and and lisa Rinna was like i can't do it. i can't put these frankenstein red versace shoes out there these are rented <laughs> and then it was like so cold so uh the man servants had to go in and get uh, furs from Diana's personal, con- uh, you know, collection. And Rena, you could tell, was just like, I wonder if anybody will see if I take this with me. I could say there's a nip in the air and then show them my hard nipples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. We're already stuck. We're in it, you guys. So the summary for this, they always give you a summary. Uh, <laughs> Bravo gives them a description that the cable companies put up and it says, Erica seeks forgiveness from Garcelle for her past indiscretions. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, is she going to listen? I love that she's going to ask forgiveness from Garcelle. What about the the orphans and the widows, Erica? What if, let's, can we seek forgiveness from them for your husband? Even if you didn't directly do something, even though the Ronald Richards interview was very enlightening. Uh, Crystal gets involved in Sutton's love life, which I watching the episode. I'm like, kind of like Crystal. Crystal's like Sutton. I want to pick. I want to swipe left and swipe right on who is going to give you their D. Dick. Uh, Kyle is left reeling by an accusation she does not agree with. Was Kyle reeling? And what is reeling for Kyle? Is it like, ah, ah? Like, is she just reeling? Um, Dorit finds comfort in Hanukkah traditions. I find comfort in all traditions. But to refine discovery, it's very so. This is like there's like a spiritual element to this. And if you little Jagaloo taught me more about Hanukkah than anybody has in my and, and more than Adam Sandler has taught me about Hanukkah, you know, Jagaloo was, I will tell you about 
the eight crazy nights for my mummy. And she was like, little Jagaloo, I love you. I'm so proud of you. We'll get to that scene, but I was... I loved that scene so much, and uh, I'm very curious where Jagger stands on just the political landscape, uh, you know, Israel, Palestine, that whole thing. I could, I, w- I want Jagger, little Jagaloo, to describe everything to me. This kid is smart. I'm not even making a joke. I like this kid a lot. I know her daughter gets a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the flowers, you know, thrown her way. What a little cutie. And like she does a little cooking videos. But I got to tell you, Jagger is my favorite and he will go down as my favorite. I am team Jagger and I don't want to I don't want to pit the two kids against each other. But I'm saying if we did do that, I would root for Jagger. So Jagger is my favorite Kemsley, uh, even including the adults. Little Jagaloo is my dude. He's my little dude. I want a high five from little Jagaloo. So we start with uh, previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because Bravo realizes we're dumb and we have the memories of an aunt and we will not possibly remember where we are where we are at this point. And Diana is like, I really don't know something that well, but I feel like she's clumsy with her words, which is very interesting for somebody who actually is clumsy with their words. And it's because of translation, sure, but. You know, uh, Sutton is like, you're a soulless person, Diana. And Diana's like, you need a new villain? Here I am. And then Sutton's like, if you want to be a motherfucker. And she hits the motherfucker. You know, which now I kind of want to see Sutton do the Samuel L. Jackson monologue from Pulp Fiction of like, he struck down with great vengeance and, you know, hey, have you ever had a big kahuna burger? I say, I say, I love a big kahuna burger. It's tasty. That's, of course, for all the crossover Beverly Hills Housewives fans and Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Uh, Erica has a scene we've seen so many times now, like, Oh, my God, I'm lit. I believe I'm lit. Oh, I'm lubricated. Uh. Uh, that was on the boat, and Garcelle's like, Is she still alive? And then Erica, at the party uh, two weeks ago for Garcelle's 55th, goes, Oliver, you're hot. Get over here. We're done asking. I want to fuck. And then Erica to the other kid, Jax, the younger one, is like, What are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. Get back And then Crystal uh, in a hiking scene with Erica, which we saw like 10 seconds of. We see the same 10 seconds in this preview where Crystal's like, Erica, you told her son to. And Erica's like, Yeah, I think to shut up. Yeah, I was treating the teenagers like they're adults. You know, they're 16. And Crystal's like, They're 14. Erica goes, Oh, they are? Oh, well, fuck. Okay, okay. Well, that might have been a little bad. I need to know more about why they're hiking, where this is. Are they just like randomly hiking behind strangers' homes? Like, could you imagine you look out your window and you're like, Mommy, mommy. There's an Erica Jane back in behind my house and she's calling me a motherfucker. Like, stop looking at me, fucker. <laughs> um, I do love that also Erica equates being grown up with being cursed at. Like, I was just cussing at him like I do to adults. You know, when I when I'm in a bank till I'm like, get my fucking money, come on. Then we see the scene where we ended last week where Rin is like. Oh, Sutton, I'll say, I'll say, it's beautiful, this house. No, sorry, sorry, Renna says, Oh, Sutton, it's beautiful, this house. It's got great energy. Does there a rat problem? <laughs> Look at this bathroom, it's gorgeous. And Sutton's like, well, the house needs a lot of work and, you know, a lot of money. And Garcelle uh, says, 
Sutton, did you know Diana wasn't coming to your party? And Sutton's like, no, she didn't tell me. And then Rena goes, did you call Diana a motherfucker and showlish? And that's where we start on today's episode. We don't get taglines today because there is too much to do. This episode 10 is too, we are too busy. We've got to go into the show. So the continuation of Sutton's home uh, housewarming party is Sutton's like, you know what? Listen to me. I'll say, I'll say, well, you know, come on, Diana. She did say she was mocking my two miscarriages. I'll say, I'll say we go one week earlier. uh, We are already in flashbacks and we're only 10 seconds into the show. And Sutton's like at Garcelle's party to Diana. She's like, I mean, I mean this because I've had two miscarriages. And I want to do a trigger warning for this because I know it really is very sensitive. Uh, We might make light of these things sometimes, but it really truly is a horrendous thing that a lot of women do go through. Uh, A lot of women. And it is uh, nothing to be, uh, there's nothing shameful about this. Uh, These women that have gone through this are incredibly strong, including Sutton. And it's one of those things that I've learned uh, doing this and, and being able to talk with so many women is that most likely women are not going to make up uh, miscarriages and pregnancies and things like that just for attention. Um, So Sutton's like, well, I had two miscarriages. And even if it is Sutton and you're like, you know, but she still was trying to relate and that's how I took it. And Diana, she's like, just so I understand, you'll, you'll tell me about my miscarriages. And Diana's like, oh, here we go with the big blue eyes. And Sutton's like, she's tearing up. She's like, my eyes are green. And Diana's like, oh, you're getting teary at the end, blah, blah, blah. Like a real, like a real Bosnian asshole. Like she's so proud of being Bosnian, Bosnian asshole right here. Uh, so now we're back at the housewarming in that previous conversation we started with. And Rena's like, no, I heard motherfucker and showlish. And Garcelle goes, you weren't at the party, were you, Rena? And Erica goes, no, she talked to Diana. Two days earlier, we get a flashback from two episodes ago. Diana going, she called me soulless. And she says it like a soulless person of like, I have no inflection in anything I say. And Rena goes, what? Hold on. She called you soulish? And Diana's like, she told me I was motherfucker. And Rena goes, what? And then they both laugh, you know, like that that laughter of semi-wealthy people. Rena's semi and, and, you know, you know, (laughs) and Diana's really wealthy. Um, so back at the housewarming, Sutton goes, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing with Diana and I. We started to connect, you know, and we had a hug out. We did. We hugged it out that night. And Rena's like, I don't think she had the same takeaway from that. And Sutton's like, well, the, the same experience that I did. And Rena goes, yes, it's very different for Diana. And I truly believe Rena. Uh, Sutton goes, for me, I, I mean, it felt real. And it, I did, it did not feel phony, I say, I say. Meanwhile, the camera has caught Kyle's reaction a few times. You know, he's doing our little slinky eyes and her like mm, doubtful face. Mm, Charlie Chaplin and I don't agree. Well, this is crazy. Once again, I do want to point out it really truly seems like Kyle just thinks of Sutton as a big flipping joke, and I'll not stand for it. Sutton in a talking head goes, "You know, I'll say, I'll say, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Diana, cause we we left that conversation in a good place." I'll say, I'll say I thought. And uh, it shows them in a flashback hugging it out and Kyle watching the two ladies and going, I literally cannot with these two. I'm going to do my splits now. Zoink. We're back at the housewarming and Sutton goes, well, I was trying to relate to Diana. And Rena goes, but it went off somewhere. And Kyle goes, Diana, 
felt her apology was phony, and that's where I stepped in. Remember Rinna? She stepped in in the Rinna role in that, and she stepped in, and remember she was wasted, and she was, like, physically manhandling and shaking the shit out of Sutton. of like, I never heard of how you're miscarriages, Sutton. And Garcelle goes, yeah, I thought you jumped ship real quick to uh, Kyle. Garcelle is effectively not taking down Kyle because I don't think she needs to take down Kyle, but pointing out that what Kyle thinks she's doing and what she's actually doing are two completely separate things. And I think that is a real interesting because Kyle has really never gotten that kind of. I don't want to say tough love, but pointed it out in an effective way where Kyle's actually been forced to listen. And I hope, I think that this is actually happening right here. Kyle's like, well, define jump ship, Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, I'm just saying we're having a great time at my party. And then Kyle sits down across from Diana Sutton and it's just a moment. We get a flashback to that moment and Diana going, go on, take a swing at me, go. And then Garcelle had come up at the party and goes, you have a chip on your shoulder, and that has nothing to do with me. And Kyle goes, hold on, no, 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 hold on. Garcelle, do you realize she's rich? Garcelle's like, that has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. And Kyle goes, no, 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 no. Diana doesn't have a chip on her shoulder. No, no, no. Like, once again, why is Diana on this show? Because I don't know the reason. And why is everybody defending Diana when I think some of these things don't even need defending when other people like Sutton... Sometimes you need to actually help her because she doesn't effectively communicate at times or it takes her a while to kind of try to get through all of the Sutton crap to actually a real honest emotion. Um, so uh, we're back at the house warming and Kyle goes, I mean, I'm not jumping ship, Garcelle. We're all on the same ship, just working through our stuff. Can I vote to like stop using ship? Like, I mean, like, what the fuck? Like we're in a nautical theme all of a sudden, like jump ship. Like, let's just switch it entirely. These people, none of these people have a boating license. Let's it's confusing. And we've got below deck med. Let's just leave the boat shit to that show. Um and Garcelle says, no, at the particular moment, it felt like you jumped ship real quick. And Kyle goes, well, I don't have issues with anyone. So to me, we're all on one ship. Garcelle's expression, you can tell it definitely disagrees. Kyle in a talking head says, I make my own decisions. She gets all, ah, I make my own decisions, how I feel. So I don't even know where this is coming from. You know exactly what the, where this is coming from, Kyle. Do not feign ignorance. Just don't. Don't do it. Back at the housewarming, Sutton goes, well, I'm going to go check on dessert. I'll say, I'll say, I'm going to go check on something. And Garcelle's like, well, can we go inside? I'm so cold. And Dorit goes, yes, please. I had forgotten Dorit was actually there. Erica goes, I'm the only one who feels great out here. Just give me booze. The booze is warming me up. Which, I mean, she only just said I'm the only one who feels great out here, but I'm assuming it's because of the booze and uh, she's wearing a fur coat. Rena goes, we're going inside. Crystal goes, I look skinnier in the cold, which is a very telling statement. Remember, next week's preview we see at the end of this, we're going to deal with Crystal's uh, eating disorder again, or ED. And uh, she had said last week's episode, she goes, is this what we're having for lunch? I want to I keep track of what I'm eating. So really, that, that is a very telling s- statement. I look skinnier in the cold. I mean, also, how, I mean, telling, but also dark of like, first off, is that like, I'm trying to think the thought process. Was it just an offhanded joke? I mean, jokes always tell us a deeper truth, but Sutton goes, okay, girls, come on, come on, come on this way through the muck, through the muck and the ma. And Garcelle's like, can I get my shoes back? And Rena makes one of Sutton's assistants um, take her into the house and touch her feet and get the, you know, little shoes off and 
Rin is like, you guys shouldn't feel my feet. <laughs> feel them. Touch them. <laughs> People would pay good money to touch Rin's feet. <laughs> I mean, it was weird. Like, talk about a shitty day at your job of like, hey, hon, how was your day? Well, uh, Lisa Rinna made me grab her a coat and some booties and then made me take off her mud booties and touch her feet to, to kind of warm them up. And like, oh, honey, just... Just try to de- de- disassociate. Just try to. We just need the money. Um, so they're inside, and Joshua, that's Sutton's uh, assistant, who Sutton always points out is her gay assistant, goes, oh, you poor baby. And Kyle's like, where can I wipe my feet? Joshua to Rena says, just stick your feet right here for a few minutes in front of the, the fireplace. The ladies are filtering into the house. Kyle is on a white towel shuffling her feet along the floor, and she's like, I'm just going to go to the bar like this. Funny joke. I'm Carrot Top. He, I do prop comedy. Garcelle is being shown the dessert tray, and the lady's like, would you like some dessert, miss? And Garcelle's like, what do you have? And the server's like, oh, some chocolate truffles, fruit tarts. And Garcelle's like, I'll do the fruit tart. Erica points to the tray and goes, I want that one right there. Thank you very much. There's a notification charm chime on uh, Sutton's phone, and Sutton goes, ooh, I'll say, I'll say, I just got a Bumble notification. Now, if you guys don't know, one of the dating apps uh, out there, uh, if you're happily in a relationship or married or whatever, you might not know about dating apps. And there's one called Bumble. And uh, I guess Sutton is on Bumble. And what if Sutton was on Grinder or something like that? Um, we're going to go, shut up. This guy? And we see the the, the Bumble notification. Can we FaceTime one of these guys, please? I mean, t- talk about something that would throw me off of dating for the rest of my life if I was talking to somebody and then Lisa Rinna popped up like, hey, Ryan. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God, maybe I'm into dudes. Um, so Kyle goes, oh, FaceTime, one of our dating app guys. Sutton in a talking head goes, well, I'm not really dating, but I want to be dating. I'll say, I don't know. I'm, I'm the worst at dating, she says. Uh, Sutton and Kyle are tussling over the phone, and she's like, Kyle, I swear to God, Kyle, no, no, I'll kill you, Kyle, which is very intense. Erica says, what about this guy? <laughs> it says, sorry, I was sassy. Uh, that was written on Sutton's phone, and Sutton in a talking head goes, I don't want to chat with you on Bumble. I'm not here to chat. I want to see you face to face, I'll say, I'll say. I want to be in a crowded room, you know. And also Josh, my assistant, my gay assistant, I'll say, I'll say. He's stalking me somewhere at all times, making sure I don't get roofied, because uh, that does happen, i say, i say. Where the hell, does something mean it happens, out, like she's heard it happen out there to women, or is she saying that I've gotten roofied a bunch when I've gone out? Like, she goes, I mean, where where is Sutton going per se that 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 she's getting roofied like <laughs> Sutton I will make sure you don't get roofied like Josh maybe Joshua is like scaring you so he can like stay your assistant of like Sutton I gotta tell you you almost got roofied again I saved you I saved you three times and I oh, are you kidding me Joshua. We were just a spa go. That's usually such a classy establishment. Yeah, no, when you went to go poot, um, uh, three people tried to spike your drink. No, Joshua, I saved you. Oh, Joshua, you said you are a true hero. I'll take you to Mykonos this summer. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I love Sutton, though. I'm like, I want to get it. I want to mix it up with my dates. I don't want to chat. I don't want to text. Come on, if you send me five texts, I want to meet in person. 
And uh, there's a FaceTime call all of a sudden chiming in on Sutton's phone. And every single lady begins screaming like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's here. And Chris is like, shh, 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 Which, by the way, does this is this what the earlier description of the show means of Crystal encourages Sutton to date? Like, or Crystal just goes, shh. And that was Crystal's big moment. So Garcelle goes, what happened? And Kyle goes, ooh, we have a taker. And Dorit's like, act cool. Beep, boop, bah, beep, boop, boop, act cool. I had to act super cool when I got P.K. Kemsley. I was like, tell me about it, stud. Like the end of Greece with Olivia Newton-John. And I put out my cigarette and I stumped it. I got chills and multiplying, and I'm losing control. Beep, boop, boop, beep, because I see a PK rising. It's a PK rising. It's a PK rising. Uh, and then PK's like, oh, bear shake, pop. If you need a man, I need a man. And you keep my shit for, and I need it. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what will happen on one of these podcasts. <laughs> okay, so it was like, Chris was like, okay, okay, ready? Okay, it's San Sanjit or Sanjit. San, that's the name, Sanjit, S-A-N-J-I-T. And it was like, shh, shh, And they're all, they all jump around like they have never talked to a man ever before in their lives. And Dorit screams, not cool, guys. Let me see this. And Sun's like, oh my God, it's the one that I like. Sutton likes Sanjit. And so uh, we see Sanjit on the FaceTime, and she's like, Hi, Sanjit. Everyone's saying I'm passing around on the phone. I say, I say to see his face. And so I was like, I'm very sorry, uh, Sanjit. I'm very sorry. I say, I say, I'm very sorry. And Kyle's like, We stole Sutton's phone. Sorry, Sanjit. And then Erica grabs the phone and is like, Look at my pussy. And then she's like, I'm, so- I'm just talking to him like he was an adult. <laughs> no, she goes, hi, my name is Erica, which is so funny. She's like literally hopped like, what, uh, how much you got in your account right now? I'm Erica Jane. And a Kyle on a talking head goes, this is a recipe for disaster, but it's a fun disaster that I'm happy to be a part of. Erica proceeds to show the phone around the room to all the girls. And she's like, uh, okay, Rena, say hello. And Rena's like, Oh, hi, Shanjit. She waves with her Elvis hair and her old man glasses. <laughs> this, is, this is our friend Shecky Rena Green. Sutton's like, well, excuse me. I actually like him. Erica looks at Sanjit and says to him, Didn't you hear that? And Dorit goes, Oh, no. You just said that out loud. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Sutton in her talking head goes, I like Sanjit. And he's normal and he's smart, so let's not scare him. I'll say, I'll say, please, ladies, let's save that until at least one date. <laughs> Sutton takes her phone and tells Sanjit, I'm so sorry. I really apologize. I'll say, I'll say, I'll talk to you later, Sanjit. Kisses. She didn't do the kisses, but I was like, Sanjit, let's talk later, late night, wear no undies and meet me on your phone. <laughs> Sanjit goes, we'll talk soon. And Sutton's like, okay, okay. All right, bye, bye. And Sanjit's like, bye, see you later. Listen, I need to know everything about Sanjit and we need to crowdsource this thing. I need to know what he does. I need to know how much he makes. I need to know all of it because I feel like I'm better than Sanjit. I do. Because could you imagine, man, like they're passing around the phone and it's me and you guys would be so proud of me. You're like, oh my God, Ryan finally did it. And, you know, they're passing around the phone. Eric is like, hi, America. And I'm like, I know who you are. And, uh, you know, Rena's like, hey, Rena. And I'm like, uh, next, please. And 
could you imagine that if I just start showing up to functions and then I have to talk to the guys when the girls are having scenes and then I keep talking to Asher, Diana's uh, boy toy uh, father guy. And which, by the way, Asher, uh, Diana's boyfriend, which we'll talk about in a second, released his uh, his album uh, two days ago. It's 39 minutes. You can find it on Spotify. A lot of flute. And I'm not even joking. It's a uh, very it's something, man. Like it's it's something. Um, but could you imagine? I'm like, Asher, we need to do a duet. Can I hit you with some music? Do you hear the people sing, singing their songs of angry men, singing their songs about Diana Jenkins not coming home again? When you hear a proud Bosnian in the beating of a drum, um. So, I, but could you? I just I was having fantasies then watching those like me like out there with PK and like I know PK and Mauricio are like the double trouble, but I'm like let's make it a triple trouble and I try to high five him. He's like, who's this new kid trying to get with Sutton? And I'm like, smell my fingers, PK. He's like, oh, oh, you're funny, you're funny. And uh, and then we just start hanging out. But like, I always try to get them to pay because I'm broke. And then they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, um, you know, I, I do I do like podcasting and stuff. Like, what are you about? And I'd be like, well, pop culture, movies and stuff. And I would just try to really be like, yeah, I don't even know what the cameras are here for, man. Like, I'm... I love Sutton, you know, like I'm here for the right reasons. And I would secretly know that I, I was here for the right reasons, but I would also do everything in my power to make sure she doesn't know I am who I am. And that creates like a Dumois type character for me where I take down my name. So all of a sudden the show would be just so bad it's good, not with Ryan Bailey, just so bad it's good with Mystery Man. And I would use a voice box like Dumois used to be like, this is so bad. It's good. You know, I would do that whole thing and it would really be, it would, it would tear me apart because I would be trying to keep up two worlds at once and it would just be so scary, but it'd be worth it. Cause I truly love Sutton. But then in the season finale of my season of Beverly Hills, when I'm on it, this is, I'm already fully imagining this, the final episode, the Bravo producers find out. And of course they give that information to Rinna and then Rinna tries to bust me out in front of Sutton. And Sutton's like, Oh, you said you'd always be here for me. You said you would love me to the end of time, I'll say. I'll say, and now I know you do an impression of me. And then I would kind of like be like so heartbroken, but also kind of giggling because I would be like imagining how I would do the line that she was saying to me. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to add a little I'll say, I'll say right there. And I'd be like, no, Sutton, you don't understand. Ever since I saw you, I was, I'm just a, a guy standing in front of a girl asking her to love him. And I would say like, you know, like you making me want to be a better man and stuff like that, you know? And then I would be like, and that Sanjit was a fucking dork, man. Like that is the, uh, he's a fucking dork, dude. Like, look how cool I am. Look how big my calves are. That's all muscle. I would do, you know, I'd be like, I can do like, I can make weird sounds with my voice. Have you ever met a man like me? Like I literally own zero minor league baseball teams. You own two. Together, that could be an unstoppable force. That's a power couple. You know what I'm saying? It's like Asher and Diana all over again, except that I'm not a great singer, you know? Anywho, man, I should just do a whole episode recap of an episode that doesn't exist like that, where I just go scene to scene and do that. Wouldn't that be great, actually? Now that I'm thinking that I could write total fan fiction and do a full recap, because most of the time, they're like notes of the whole, which, by the way, Juliana Carraza took all the notes again this week, and I'm so happy to have her back. But these are like a launching pad for just stupid shit I say. So I could just do a basic outline. And then, anywho, that'll, that, that's just a little idea. Um, 
So uh, Sanjit's off the phone, and Erica hands her glass to the server and goes, You may fill it. Thank you. Which, by the way, this is big because, remember, she had told Garcelle last episode that she was only going to have one drink. And now she is up to three because Garcelle and Italian head goes, you know, it's not that I'm paying all my attention to Eric at all, but she said only one drink. Uh, of course, we do a flashback to that moment and, and Garcelle going, oh, OK, good. Just have one drink. And then we show Erica through the day tapping her empty glass for more like, Moss, pass a margarita. Like at Garcelle's party, like, give mama what she liking. Yeah, I'm going to loosen up these joints. Uh, I need my gasoline. And uh, Garcelle and Tugging Head goes, okay, yeah, we're up to three drinks. Garcelle to Erica goes, okay, can you and I have a conversation right now, right here? All the ladies are in Sutton's little living room. And Erica goes, yeah, let's do it right now. And Garcelle goes, I understand we're all having a good time at my party. We were. And I understand that your liquor level was beyond. And Erica goes, yeah. And Garcelle goes, well, under no circumstances can you disrespect not only a kid, but my kid. Which I love that Garcelle's also implying, like, go over and fuck up Jagaloo if you need to, but you will not touch my sons, you know? But that is an important thing because you know Erica Jane would never do that to any of the kids. Like, she would never be like, fuck you, Jagaloo. Get out. Get out, Jagaloo. You know? Like, she would never even dare, even if she was wasted, do that. Because you know how quick PK and Dorit would hop on that? I'm a mama bear. You will not tell Jagaloo to fuck off. You will not do it. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And PK, oh, dude, she's a bad lady. Inherently cold. You're inherently cold. Um, Erica goes, <laughs> sorry. Crystal goes, as a mother, I can completely understand how Garcelle feels. We cut back to that moment with Erica. Get the fuck out of here. Um, Crystal and Italian Ed goes, Erica definitely owes Garcelle a genuine apology. And Erica goes, I agree, and I'll take full responsibility. And Garcelle goes, thank you. And you know what? I was shit-talking and treating the kids like they were adults, and I was wrong. You know, so I fully apologize. I mean, I also want to say this. It didn't come from a bad place. It wasn't vicious. It was just wrong. And Garcelle goes, yeah, and I think seeing you on that boat in Mexico, we get a flash of two weeks earlier on the boat, Erica going, Garcelle, go down and pee on that new girl. Give her a good piss washing. And Garcelle's like, I'm not peeing on the new girl, Erica. And Erica's like, do you want me to pee on her? I'm lit. Garcelle, I mean, Erica, once again, is literally like the kids in Kansas at elementary school in the third grade where we were telling like boner jokes and stuff like that, which I still am doing. But it's like that level of humor of like, take a shit on someone. <laughs> that's pretty. That's good. That's like British humor. That's really sophisticated humor. Um, It's so dumb. Like it is. It's my kind of humor. <laughs> not sophisticated and like well yeah i'm not sophisticated i'm rolling around in the deck kind of girl i'm something the earth and um <laughs> so <laughs> but once again also the erica didn't come from a bad place i was just joshing around like i do with all adults which then is just funny that i need more uh i need more scenes from the past of i now i'm so curious about tom and erica's relationship before any of uh, the cameras were there. Like, was was Erica going to, like, business meetings or dinner, business, business dinners with all these lawyers? And she'd be like, pull my finger, judge. 
I'm just shit. <laughs> like, was she like, she's like, sorry, I'm treating you like an adult. <laughs> like, if you're an adult, she gets to say the really bad, dirty jokes. <laughs> like, knock, knock. Who's there? Erica. Erica who? Erica gonna fuck you in the butt. <laughs> That's an adult joke. That is a sophisticated adult humor. Which, by the way, if kids, if you're listening, you shouldn't be. But if you are, congratulations. You are a cool kid. You know, pass this around to your kid friends. So Garcelle says, um, and seeing you here at my party, there, there's got to be a balance, Erica, between the meds and the cocktails. And Erica's like, well, it's not really that. It's new medication that makes me sleepy. And Garcelle goes, what are you doing, though? Why, why did you do that, though? And Kai goes, well, I've known Erica for seven years, and never once have I seen her lose her composure one time. The lies! The lies! The lies! This is my favorite uh, Candy Burris. The lies from the reunion. It's... Kyle, are you out of your damn mind? I've never seen Erica lose her composure. Even back before all of her House of Cards came tumbling down. Remember, was it China? You're like, you don't know what... You don't know what my son what I go through at night. You don't know. Like, remember, she's like, ugh. Uh, I think it was to Eileen. And then, I mean, last season was freak out, was com- losing composure. Oh, uh, what? Oh, uh, what? Oh, uh, what? Come on. It's all she does is lose composure. Like, I love that Kyle is just like, I love it when she's dirty, Erica. It is so fun. And it's like, no, that's lazy. It's fun for you because you don't have to deal with intense fights. So it's fun because you have something to laugh at and it's just drunk. It's just drunken behavior. It's just that. And it's like, girl, no. First off, it's not being a bad friend if you feel like somebody's doing that because they're replacing something or because they're trying to cover up for something. It's not just loose fun. I posted a picture on Instagram of me uh, from years ago when I was at this house in Palm Springs and I got so tanked that I literally passed out on the cement around the pool at night and I have a white claw in my hand which by the way that's how that's the bad boy of podcasting I'll fucking get blackout on white claws yeah no hard liquor just seltzers um and I put that up and I was like well you know this is me drunkenly passed out or as Kyle would say I really like when he lets down his hair. I really like this. He's just having fun. And it's like, there's a moment, but uh, this kind of revisionist history of not remembering actual moments of Erica Jane is so weird. And to me, it's not really truly caring. I find it very bizarre that Kyle keeps doing this. And then each week she finds out from the audience that she's totally wrong. She's like, once again, I'd like to apologize for this upcoming week or the previous week. I'd just like to make a blanket apology. It turns out every episode I'm wrong this season. And by the way, if she does pull that, boo-hoo, I do not feel bad, period. Do not feel bad about that. That's her fucking fault. Uh, I, I hate to be uh, harsh about that, but it's like you kind of are wrong in some of these scenarios. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. But I I think it's so ridiculous that you're almost encouraging this behavior under the guise of, well, it's fun to see her cut loose, you know? Like, what are you going to, like, hey, give her the keys to the car. She's drunk. It'll be fun to watch her drive drunk. She'll really cut loose in there. It's a nice car, (laughs) you know? Um, So Garcelle... Um, yeah, so she's like, I've known Erica for seven years, I never once. And Erica goes, never, I've never lost my composure. I mean, even Erica must have been like, are you fucking kidding me, Kyle? And uh, Kyle goes, so I think she's allowed a little room here. 
And Garcelle goes, see, this is what I mean by jumping ship, Kyle. We're back to the ship metaphors. This is what I mean by jumping ship. I'm having a conversation with her, you know, and it's not like I'm saying anything badly, which I think that is a great point that Garcelle makes is that, listen, she's not saying anything badly. She's actually talking about an issue that she wanted to talk to Erica Jane about, that they were going to talk about this issue, that this is something that she was going to talk about. This isn't just causing drama like Rinna does. This is actually something that happened to her son that she wants to get on the table and get through it, you know? And it's out of genuine concern. I mean, she doesn't like Erica, but there is a concern here of like, yo, your medication and shit. Kyle goes, she literally had like two in seven years. And Garcelle goes, but I'm not talking to you, Kyle. I'm talking to her. Kyle makes her big eye, sarcastic Kyle face when she doesn't like something. I'm like, I'm not getting in my way. I've been on the show from the beginning. Kyle in a talking head goes, was it wrong for Erica to tell Garcelle's son to fuck off? A hundred percent. But am I happy that she's let her hair down and having some fun and not so guarded as she used to be? Absolutely. Does that mean I've jumped ship? No, I haven't. Let's use ship one more time. Like, hey, Erica, the fun drinking game. Every time Kyle says uh, ship, get wasted like you keep doing. Um, I, I find this logic. It's like pretzel logic. What are you talking about? Like, you're happy that she lets her hair down? Like, that she's getting to a point of blackout? You're 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 genuinely happy. Like, and that's really what you want from your friends is just to have them have fun, which is noble, but how about having fun without the help of a fucking pool load of spicy margaritas and whatever else she was doing? Of course, she is saying Lexapro and her SSRIs. I've called bullshit on that. She might be on Lexapro, but I think she's doing a couple other things too. So uh Cherie, the the new girl, Zampino. Garcelle's friend goes, I get what she's saying. But Kyle, in this moment, she just needs you to be neutral. Ooh, did you hear that, you guys? Cherie just made a really good point, and she's new, and she did it strong but not mean. And I just thought it was a really important moment because it was almost that, like, you just saw Kyle's butt pucker of, like, oh, no, the new girl called me out. Oh, and she made a lot of sense, and it wasn't mean. She just stated a fact. Uh. And Erica goes, Here's the thing. I've had a change in medication, so it makes me tired. And that makes me spike and stuff like that. It's new, so that's what you're seeing. But in your party, I had a few too many sneaky margaritas. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the people at the SLS hotel's fault. They, uh, they do their sneaky margaritas over there. Erica was sneakily kept ordering them. Uh, <laughs> had a few too sneaky. And also, Lexapro <laughs> doesn't make you tired, and it doesn't make you then spike after you're tired. Like, it's really interesting. I don't know. So Sheree goes, hello? And Erica goes, and here's the other thing, too. Before I insulted your children, I actually paid them a huge compliment and saying, your younger boys, your twins, were so well-spoken and were not actually acting like teenagers that wanted to be on the phone and not talking to other guests. And Chris was like, yeah, they're good kids. And Erica goes, they were actually talking. And I thought to myself, they will raise right sentences. And Garcelle goes, thank you. And Erica goes, yeah. And I thought to myself, I want to fuck him. No, no. And I thought to myself, that's a real testament to Garcelle for pulling them together and saying, look, you can't, you know, be over there sulking on the sofa. And I 
I totally get what Eric is saying, and I do agree. Those boys seem awesome and really down to earth. And even in this next scene with the shoes, I love that they're on a budget, uh, even though it's probably more of a budget than any of us are used to. But I love that that is actually something that they really, or Garcelle has really truly cared about, is instilling this amazing quality in these boys that are going to be men. And I love that Erica, you know, listen, I, do I believe Erica? Maybe she saw this a little, but remember, she was wasted from too many sneaky margaritas and her new medicine that makes her sleepy and then j jacked up beyond belief. But I agree with the sentiment. I totally agree. Garcelle and I talking to you goes, it's great if a stranger comes up to you and says, oh my God, I think you're a really good mom. When it comes from another mom that knows what it's like to do it alone, that to me is the best compliment I could ever have. Am I annoyed with Erica? Absolutely. Has she scored a point? Said with reluctance. Yeah. And then Tree goes, but Erica, did you try to have a threesome with Oliver? And Erica goes, ah, what? And Garcelle goes, ah, and Cherie goes, me too, bitch. <laughs> and all the ladies are screaming and laughing. It was a nice icebreaker. I, I wonder if Garcelle was secretly like, Cherie, what the fuck? You know, but Cherie had just stood up for Garcelle, which is just so needed. When you're a friend, stand up for your friend. And that's where I think Rinna has always lost the plot is when she has these friends over uh, on the show, brings them on the show, and then just religiously does not stand up for them. Uh, it, it, it's wild to me. It almost makes me think she's not friends with them to begin with. Mm. Uh, Sheree gets up and clink, clinks glasses with Erica. And Garcelle goes, shut the fuck up. And Erica's like, fuck, I'm junking. And Garcelle to Sheree, are you flip-flopping already? And Erica goes, it's not me, Sheree. That's who you need to watch out for. And Garcelle goes, okay, I need to watch out for both you heifers. I'm not bringing him around anymore. And we exit Sutton's house hearing laughter. What a nice end to that scene, folks. We did it. We did something nice. Ooh, I just got an alert on my phone you guys that uh chloe and tristan's uh baby number two they have the uh the sex of the baby the baby will be a boy a boy so let's hope he doesn't take after his old dad in terms of women but uh, congratulations on the boy okay so we ended that scene with sutton uh and gar at sutton's place Garcelle, Erica ended on a good note. Kyle probably got her, you know, feelings hurt a little bit and uh, was a little taken aback that anybody stepped up to her. But God bless you, Garcelle. And uh, OK, so we <laughs> um, let's see here. OK, so uh, we return now to West Hollywood. It's Christmas time. Remember, we had had Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. Now it is Christmas time. By the way, the Christmas in September episode of was a girls trip today where Dorinda did Christmas at Bluestone Manor in, in September and they did a, uh, a white elephant gift exchange, which was great. Uh, the street is full of holiday decorations in Beverly Hills and Garcelle, her twins, Jax and Jade and nephew are walking down the street to a shoe shop. Now I know what this, the, I know exactly where this is. I believe this is on Melrose, really close to where I live. And uh, right next to it, I believe it's part of the Cookies brand and Cookies is a, a really uh, well-to-do weed store and I remember going there uh, with my roommate in uh, during COVID because there would always be a huge ass line during COVID. And it was like that was the only place people weren't worried about getting COVID was at the weed store. And, I, you know, I've told you guys I'm not a big weed guy. It really doesn't do tons for me. And I'm just 
extremely nervous all the time to do, you know, I'm extremely nervous as a person anyways. And when I do that, it just even hypes it up more. I want to be the, I want to be the cool guy. I want to be the, the like, yeah, man. Like I'd love, like some of these people, I do not know how they can smoke what they smoke. You know, like I truly don't know. My friend wrote uh, an episode of a show uh, and they had Snoop Dogg do a voice and they had to go to Snoop Dogg's uh, recording office place, which is like this dope place. I saw pictures of it. And Snoop Dogg, by the way, has somebody he pays that just rolls his joints for him, like a professional roller. And he gets like, I think like five, close to six figures for rolling Snoop's joints because I imagine that is a full day job. But at the end of recording the lines, they said Snoop was amazing, so nice. And then Snoop was like, oh, do you guys want to smoke with me? Because that has got to be one of the things. It, it, they need to do like a cameo for cameos, but a version of that with just smoking weed with Snoop. Like, your dad, get a get a cameo from your dad with Snoop where he'll smoke weed with you. But, uh, you know, my buddy was like, oh, yeah, you can't pass up smoking weed with uh, Snoop. So he's like, we just took a couple hits. Like, Snoop's hitting it, like, just smoking it down. And he's like, I was so fucked up. I went to leave and I had to literally sit in my car for hours before I was okay to drive. He's like, I don't even know how somebody does it like that. So I thought that was always an interesting story. So they're uh, at this shoe store, a little detour we just took right there. It's fun. Detours can be fun. Um, so <laughs> so uh, Garcelle has taken her sons into this shoe store and Garcelle's like, okay, Jade, how did you know about this store? And he's like, well, it's everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, it's called Cookies and Kicks. Uh, Izzy, the Cookies and uh, Kicks sales clerk goes, hi, how are you guys doing today? Garcelle's like, good, how are you? Look at this wall. And we see a wall of just sneakers uh, from floor to ceiling, literally hundreds of sneakers. Izzy is like, good, I'm chilling. Yeah. So everything goes by category. So starting down there, we got Yeezys and it goes in fours, fives, sixes, sevens. It counts all the Jordans. Then in that room, we have the ones and Garcelle's like, oh my gosh. And Izzy's like, yeah. And Garcelle's like, this is insane. Garcelle on a talking head goes, labels are important, more important to some than others. And we see a flashback to uh, 2020 with Garcelle saying to Dorit, yeah, girl, you need to sign a stand up. And that was when she was like head to toe Gucci of like, oh, look at this. Yes, my love. Yes. Garcelle is like, oh, yeah, you need to show me the whole thing. Dorit dances. Woo. Look at me and Gucci. Um, I call Gucci Gucky. I think it is just rolls up the tongue easier. So Garcelle and Talking Head goes, but when it comes to my boys, Jade is all about the fashion, fashion matching everything. His sneakers are very important to him. Jax could care less. Um, which I'm like, listen, this is like one of those things where I feel like this makes me, you know, it almost makes me suspect as a heterosexual man. Is that like, listen, some of these shoes look really cool. Would I ever get into them? Even if I had money? I don't think so. Like it, my dream is to just give somebody money and they send me clothes, you know, and I'm not talking about a lot of money. I'm just like, just personal shop for me and just make sure I match and that potentially I look cool and try to make my legs look not as big as they are. And that's all I really want in this world. <laughs> Come on. Is there anybody out there with like clothing connections that just send me free shit? Um, but this is, you know, I'm not into that and I'm not into video games and I'm not into sports. Like I can appreciate all of them, but like I've told you before many times, I can't play video games for the life of me. So it gets boring real quick. And, uh, I have no hand eye coordination. Um, that's why I podcast. And, you know, so this is all foreign to me. I'm more like Jax, uh, Garcelle's son. And uh, so they're looking around this uh, store. 
And uh, Jade's like, okay, all right. They all start to look around. Garcelle goes, oh, my God, $2,200 for a pair of sneakers? Get out of here. Okay, move away from this wall, kids. This one is 5000 Jade's like, whoa, check the price of these, Mom. Garcelle's like, 9800 Garcelle on the talking head says, what does it do? Does it do the dishes, the laundry? <laughs> what does it do? I mean, it's the same thing with women in purses, which we know that Garcelle doesn't do either. That's why she had that really fancy birthday cake that was the fancy Birkin purse instead of actually buying the Birkin purse. In fact, Garcelle, what you need to do is make these kids a fancy shoe cake instead of buying them fancy shoes. And Jade goes, Mom, these are nice. And Garcelle goes, those are nice. She picks up a pair of Nike Air Jordan 1s for $840. And she goes, do you know how much these are? Jay goes, expensive. Do we have a budget? And Garcelle goes, yeah, you have a budget. And Jay goes, yeah, I know we do. But like, can you inform me? And Garcelle goes, you can't go over 500. And Jade with big guys goes, oh, that's a lot of money. I'm not going to even spend that much. And Garcelle goes, good. And Garcelle in a talking head goes, never, ever in my life did I think I would spend $500 on a pair of shoes. So a couple of years ago, when Jade asked for a pair of Gucky, Gucci, Gucci's, I said, no way. Absolutely not. They flash back to that scene. And uh, Garcelle goes, you need to get a job if you want Gucci. And Jax is like, we're only 11, Mom. And Garcelle goes, okay, exactly. You're not getting Gucci anything. And this is where you can really see a true parent right here. This is how I was raised. If my parents were like, no, like, no. I I didn't have any name brand clothes until I was like... 15, I remember, I told you guys this story where I bought like a Gap outfit with my money I made from the movie theater that I worked at in concessions. And I was able to buy my first outfit. But my, I'm not complaining. I was always clothed. I looked nice or, you know, looked nice according to me. But we were very aware of like Walmart and sales. And I mean, I remember sometimes we'd go to Macy's for a sale and uh, back to school and we would get some things that were like on sale. But it was always... I mean, that was drilled into me. And still to this day, it's really hard for me to ever get away from that. It is so internalized in how I spend money and how I get nervous and all of that stuff. Listen, I mean, that's part of it too, is that I don't make tons of money doing all of this, but I save. Like, I still feel guilty of the equipment I bought a couple of weeks ago, you know? Like, I'm very hyper aware that all of this could go away tomorrow and I'm fucked. Um, So, uh I, I just love this scene. I thought it was so important in a weird way because we are so used to not seeing these things. And it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. I'm like, good. There are people out there that are actually instilling some sort of monetary value with their kids instead of their, the kid. You know, you, we know we've seen it so many with these housewives kids. Man, I am just getting so we've seen it with these kids. We've seen the outrageous spending. <laughs> so uh, Garcelle on a talking head goes, but at the time it was different back then. Sometimes I feel like I couldn't have dreamt my life now because it's too big. You know, I couldn't have thought of it. And then we see in 2019, Garcelle buying that new home that, uh, you know, by the power plant that she lives in. And she's like, welcome to my new beginning. It feels like Garcelle 2.0. Then we go to 2020 where we see Garcelle starting her new role at The Real, the talk show, which uh, just got, uh, I don't know if it was canceled or I think it was canceled or they decided to stop doing it. Um, uh, Five weeks earlier, we saw on this that she was able 
able to actually even buy a tiny beach house. So Garcella and a talking head goes, coming from where I came from and having money now, I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to do. And I'm like, hell yeah. And that's why I really hope Garcelle keeps going up. In fact, she was on, I think, QVC or the Home Shopping Network selling the uh, Garcelle uh, luxury line. I believe it was like betting. And it's like, yeah, man, get yours. As long as it's not ripping people off, um, you know, all kind of commerce rips people off to a degree if you don't like the products they're selling. But I mean, I think Garcelle has been smart enough. She has the book money. I hope she's okay. I, I'm, I'm sure she's going to find more jobs. I really do want her to see, succeed. And I love that line of, sometimes I feel like I couldn't have dreamt my life now. To me, that is a vision board line. Is that imagine yourself, all you guys listening, imagine yourself in three years' time being able to say, I feel like I couldn't have dreamt my life now. Like there are aspects of my life now that I feel that way of like, I couldn't have dreamt that I get to be on watch what crappens tonight. Like that to me, that to me is, that to me is monetary value. Um, so Garcelle in a talking head goes coming, you know, Garcelle goes, Oh, Ooh, I like that one. The shoes. And Jade goes, yeah, these fit. They, they fit well. And Garcelle goes, Ooh, I like these and holds a pair of Nike dunk lows, which I'm like Nike. Dunk, I don't even know what they call these shoes anymore. Like dunk low. Do they have a dunk high? And these are only $300, you guys. And Izzy, the shoe lady goes, yeah, those just came out the other day. So you'll be like cool and fresh and new. Thank you. Izzy for doing your job. Garcella and I talking here goes, when Mike, uh, the father, and I broke up, the odds were stacked against me. Here I was, an older mother with two babies, getting a divorce and not having much. A lot of people thought that I wouldn't be able to do it. Now, I am curious about their divorce and this, the... Um, you know, the, the settlement and how much she got a month for the kids because Mike Nylon did really well in the industry. So I'm curious how it was all divvied up and really what the uh, settlement was. Uh, Cause I think Mike, it seems like is at least a good father. And, uh, you know, you, you haven't read a lot about that divorce in terms of Garcelle being screwed over, but I would be curious what that is. I'm assuming the house was uh, a part of that settlement that she moved into. Who knows though, but basically it's really cool that she is able to support herself. And that I will say about the Real Housewives and Bravo in general is that it really does, I think for some of these ladies, it really does help them not get on their feet, but also just live a life that they are really proud of until it becomes out of control. And then uh, they become totally different people and monsters. Lisa. Uh, so uh, Jade goes, oh, yeah, these are cool. They came out a few days ago. And Garcelle goes, those are cool. I'd get those. Uh, Jade is very into some Yeezy 700s for 650 and getting overwhelmed with wanting them. Oh, man, do you know that feeling, you guys? I'm sure you do, where you just like, oh, my God, I want these so bad, but it's just not in the budget. And just falling in love with something. Oh, man, I have like an email folder with dream things. You know, like just dream things of like someday. And they like, like there's like a pair of Nike hiking shoes that I really dream of getting. And there's a, you know, and it's like, um, you know, like there, you, you got to have a dream folder. Uh, so Garcelle on a talking head goes, I'm proud to say that I've raised three solid young men. They're compassionate. They're kind. They're sweet. So I think it's okay to splurge every now and then. Hell yeah. So Garcelle goes, how much do I owe you? And Izzy goes, it's going to be $2,272. Whoa. So if those lows were 300, where did the other, did he get the Yeezys? Garcelle drops her jaw and goes, is there a layaway plan? And it's like, yeah, it's called being on Bravo. New scene. We're flying through Beverly Hills with the beautiful Christmas holiday displays and festive vibe. We arrive for Hanukkah, Hanukkah, it's spelled C-H. I'm, I'm so dumb, you guys. I think Hanukkah is spelled like this, but Chanukkah, 
Uh, I don't know. I know this is something that I should know. It's just spelled C-H-A-N-U-K-A-H in the notes, but I know this is Hanukkah too. So Chanukah, I know I've seen that spelling before. I'm truly, truly an idiot. So we're at the Umansky home, Mauricio's home. Um, Kyle goes, honey, I'm going to need help. Uh, Mal, where is he? And he's out back on the swing toking. He's like, hey, yeah, all right. Donde es mi espaso? She says to the spitch. No, that's Kyle saying that to the Spanish kitchen help, uh, which says, where's my husband? Mauricio comes in dancing and singing. He's like, hello, hello. And Kyle goes, we need to light the candles, too. We need to light the candles, too. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. 
On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Now is my favorite part of the show when we get to talk about our sponsors for the week. We have a returning sponsor and a brand new sponsor. So I am so excited about our new sponsor. Uh, you might have heard of them before. Uh, they're called Babbel. Uh, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Yo soy Esteban, folks. <laughs> I took beginner Spanish in high school, and it's like I just learned casa de Pepe, which is uh, the bathroom. <laughs> now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Now, I chose uh, Spanish. Uh, I do have a lot of friends that speak Spanish. Uh, I live in Los Angeles where uh, I do get to hear people speak Spanish all of the time, and I actually want to learn. It would be amazing to be able to learn a language, and it's really cool, and it's really easy. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I signed up. You tell them which language you want to learn. There's a bunch of different options that you can learn. Uh, I chose Spanish, but Babbel, can even, you can even put in how many minutes you want to be able to study a day. So Babbel has 15 minute lessons and it's the perfect way to learn a language on the go. So other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Those, those are the big ones. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. So here is the call to action, folks. Right now, get this, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to B-A-B-B-E-L, that's Babbel, dot com slash so bad. So that's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash so bad for up to 60% off your subscription. Uh, Babbel, it is a language for life. Uh, you guys, I'm telling you, just go check it out. Use that, that, uh, the babble.com slash so bad. Just go check it out for yourself. Um, I got to, uh, start this, this past week and it just really, I geek out about stuff like this. I'm always trying to learn new things and I'm always scared about the time it'll take. And this does it in such bite-sized ways that I'm like, oh my God, what if I'm fluent by the end of the year? <laughs> but honestly, that's like such a good deal. Go do some of you guys. Can you all do, do this? Do it. And now our, uh, our second, uh, sponsor, and they've been with us before 
It is our friends over at Dame. Now, we we talked about Dame a couple weeks ago, and they sent me some of their products, and we, we did a live review on air, and they're just really cool. They're designed with this really unique, sophisticated design. Um, so the, the things that they sent us was uh, the, the Ava, and it is a couple's product. And by the way, you guys, trigger warning, if people don't want to hear about uh, really cool sex sexual products that give pleasure for women uh fast forward i guess but i think dame is just an amazing company that is doing all the things right uh but let's be honest sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves that's why dame products designed ava the first hands-free vibrator for couples you can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy Ava specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body, and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. Designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend. So, what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover uh, new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Um, it truly is something that can enhance, and that's what this is all about. Uh, whether it be with somebody you love, whether it be for yourself, like this is something that uh, we should not be ashamed of or shy away from. Um, and and I think if anything can help you have uh, more pleasure and in a, a safe way, then I am so all for it. So go to dameproducts.com. And enter so bad today for 15% off site-wide. That's code so bad to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. All of that information is going to be on the show notes as well. Also, they had sent me another product that uh, is called the Air, A-E-R. They have so many cool products. Just check it out for yourself. Go on the website. See if there's anything that, uh, that you like. Because they even have like cool sex oil that's like a all-natural, full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. I was reading you guys the ingredients a couple weeks ago, and it was like, there was like, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, Dame Products, it's your new best friend. Dameproducts.com, use code SOBAD today for 15% off site-wide. There you go. Mauricio is like, yeah, obviously, of course we gotta light the candles, babe. He's like, so, yeah, of course. Mauricio's always just like super chill. We all know that. Um, uh, he's like, but we gotta wait for everybody, right? This is a Hanukkah party. Come on, man. In the driveway, the guests are all arriving. We got Dorit, little Jagaloo, age seven. We got Phoenix, the daughter, age five. They come bearing a plate of food. Uh, remember, PK has gone out of town, which is just uh, really hard for Dorit, as she said, because of the things. And I, I very, it must have been, he must have truly had to go out of town because it just doesn't make sense to leave, you know, especially a couple weeks after all of this shit went down. So anyways, Kyle goes, oh, I got the cutest Hanukkah pajamas. And Dorit and the kids enter and they greet each other with happy Hanukkah and hugs. And Kyle's like, how's PK? And she's like, he's good. Dorit in a talking head goes, PK is in London and he has to travel. Which brings back these really scary thoughts. He was in London when I was home alone with the kids. The home invasion happened five weeks earlier. Um... 
you know, we have Dorit going, last night after all of this, I called PK. Uh, we see that scene where PK entered Kyle's house when he got back after the uh, home invasion and him and Dorit hugged and like, we're okay, Bubba, we're okay. And Mauricio, uh, back to this scene, goes, Phoenix, can I see your ID? There's no children sitting at the bar because she's sitting up at the bar, uh, which is true. But Phoenix is also chugging vodka, which, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys caught uh, joking. Kyle goes, where are our kids? Portia, Alexia. And I'm like, they're probably spending your money somewhere. Dorit and I'm talking to the head goes, it's very important for me right now to keep things normal for the kids. I'm just so grateful to have Kyle and Mauricio around the corner. She says his name, though, with a Spanish player of like, Mauricio, Mauricio, Mauricio. It's a very safe environment so I can keep my anxiety at bay. Which, by the way, they say anxiety at bay. There's more boat water shit here, you guys. We see Mauricio's father, Eduardo, and Samine, his girlfriend, enter the house. And Mauricio's like, hello, Shabbat Shalom. And Eduardo's like, hello, everyone. And Mauricio goes, hey, pops. Eduardo hugs Kyle. You look wonderful. Kyle's like, ooh, I just kissed you on the lips by accident. Accident. Dorit goes, Kyle. Kyle says, sorry, 27 years, and this has never happened. Uh, and then they just start making out. No, Estella, Mauricio's mom, which, by the way, Estella, you should look into Estella, Mauricio's mom. A lot of uh, very interesting opinions. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that if you've uh, seen anything, uh, you know, on Instagram about her. Really interesting. They're happy Hanukkah. Alexis comes downstairs, gr- greets everyone. Sharon and Kendall. Uh, Mauricio's sister and brother-in-law. Shabbat Shalom! Everyone is admiring Kyle's new bright blue sparkly heels and how amazing they are. And Alexia goes, those shoes are so cute. And Kyle's like, aren't they great Hanukkah shoes? Like, wait, we even have Hanukkah shoes. We're at a point in wealth where we have Hanukkah shoes. These are my Labor Day shoes. Do you like them? These are these are my Columbus Day shoes. Um, Alexia goes, are those new? And Kyle goes, maybe. <laughs> Alexia goes, those are amazing. And Kyle goes, I mean, you're literally breaking all the ru- rules saying that to me in front of your father. <laughs> I thought you knew better by now. Go to your room. No, she says, these old things, these old things. And Samin's like, oh, my God, I love those shoes. And Kyle, go- Kyle goes, girls, honey, let's light the candles. Dorita talking head goes, Hanukkah is probably my favorite holiday. I grew up with all these Jewish traditions, and I'm grateful for that. Now, I want my kids to experience. Mauricio goes, what are we celebrating today? Do you guys know? And Jagaloo and Phoenix go, Hanukkah. And Mauricio goes, why do we celebrate Hanukkah? And Jagaloo's like, because when the Maccabees won their great fight after the... (laughs) Sounds like Diana. After that, the oil only had enough for one night. But it was a miracle, and it lasted eight crazy nights. So that gave the Jews enough to find more oil. And Marisha goes, yes, perfect. And Dorit goes, I am so proud of you, my love. And Marisha goes, nailed it. And everybody claps. And I got to say, though, I truly am impressed with, like, you try to get me to even explain Christmas. I'll be like, um, uh, Jesus, uh, Santa... Jesus had Santa in a manger, and then, like, you had Frankenstein sense, and you had the Murs. They were involved. Like, I would, me trying to explain anything is just wild. You guys obviously can hear that. Uh, Kyle and I talking to goes, when I was growing up and hearing about Hanukkah, oh, it was just a word. It's the other Christmas. I didn't know what it was. And then when I made the commitment to convert to Judaism, I always knew that I would bring this into my home and celebrate these holidays. 
Um, and also celebrate people drinking and letting their hair down, letting loose. Kyle goes, okay, we should start. Mauricio goes, yeah, let's do it. Kyle and Italian head goes, Dorit has had a very difficult days since the burglary. So to see her happy, relaxed with our kids, enjoying Hanukkah, it just means a lot more now. And to have these special moments that you have with friends and family, it's what I'm just really grateful that I converted for. And Mauricio to little Jagaloo says, so you're going to lead us in the prayer, right? They light the candles. Everyone recites the prayer. Mauricio hugs Dorit, and he goes, we miss PK, though. And Dorit goes, I know. Mauricio goes, but we're all here. We're your second family. They all sing and clap. Shabbat shalom. I've been seeing a lot of uh, memes uh, or just comments about Mauricio and Dorit's relationship and how they're all like like friendly and grab Mauricio's grabby with everybody. I don't really I don't put any stock in that. Next scene, I mean, it's funny to think about it, you know, in the sense of that it's not real because then you could be like, ah, come up to the agency and meet me, Dorit. You know, like you could do a little. But nah, I don't believe it. Next scene brings us to Diana's. Uh, Asher, the boy toy, is like, it's a little toasty, you know? By the way, I want to point out Asher's album once again, just to give that little little boost for streaming sales, but also to point out something at this moment. So Asher's album, you guys, guess what it's called? Windows of Time. Windows of Time by Asher Monroe. And here are the titles of the songs. Wanderlust. Wanderlust is a very rich person word nowadays. I feel like they co-opted Wanderlust. Why Do You Love Me is one of them. Ooh, this is a good one. A Rose Amidst the Thorns. Ooh, this is another good one. Story of a Bird. Ooh, I wonder if that's um, Lois. Lois, you're here in this song by Asher Monroe. We have Midnight Masquerade as another song. Season in the Sun. Uh, not very, you know, rich people always write about, uh, temperates, like temperatures and things, you know, like, oh, we, cause he gets to be in the sun a lot. Cause it's a lot of vacations, midnight masquerade. I'm sure, uh, that is written about like those sex parties where you wear the masks, like an eyes wide shut story of a bird. Rich people love birds, uh, a rose amidst the, you know, and then there's one called try me. It's a little sexy ditty, a little sexy number. And then the golden road. Golden, of course, is rich. Now, me digging around. This album is only 38 minutes and five seconds, so you can finish this in 38 minutes and five seconds. We are now going to play the whole album. No, I'm joking. But it's produced by D Empire Entertainment. And me being the little detective that I am, I was like, what? I've never heard of D Empire. So I looked it up. Sorry, I just almost sneezed. D Empire Entertainment, because I was like, what is this? Is this a new music company? What, like, who is Asher signed by? Because the album artwork is very um, mystical. It seems like Asher is, like, potentially into, like, Dungeons and Dragons and, like, Lord of the Rings. It's a lot of, like, mysticism. Um, so D Empire Entertainment. So I went to the website, D Empire, and guess what, guys? It says about us. D Empire. Or is it called Dempire? Dumpire? So it says, established in 2011, D-Empire is an independent music label and management firm focused on developing the next generation of artists, producers, and songwriters. And on the website, all it has, it says music submissions. Submit your music in the Dropbox below. And they have an office on Wilshire Boulevard. So you guys, if you go to this website, you can submit. Should I submit my podcast? And say, do you guys want to represent so bad it's good? Um, D entertain D Empire. Um, so 
I was like, okay, D-Empire, but what more about that? Like, and then if you look down further in my my uh, detective work, as I, I did, D-Empire is also a part of DianaJenkins.com. Diana Jenkins, of course, being Diana Jenkins. Diana Jenkins is the founder and CEO of D-Empire Entertainment, a full-service music label that represents emerging and established artists within the intersection of traditional and innovative media strategy, branding, publicity, recording distribution, and licensing. Then it also says, page under development, more to come soon. So that, to me, is just fascinating. Do you know Diana's net worth is around $300 million? Why can't it be more? I just don't understand. Um, so the other thing I can't find out is other entertainment artists. And that's because I believe there are none, potentially. If you look under the Empire Entertainment Artists, the only artist that comes up is Asher Monroe. You guessed it. So it's almost like in 2011, did... They start this, or did Diana Jenkins start this for Asher Monroe? Now, let me give you a hit you with another fun fact. In 2014, remember, Asher's been making music since 2011. Memory, uh, this uh, song slash music video, was in 2014. Guess who directed the music video? Okay, I'm just waiting. I realize you can. Chris Brown. And also, Chris Brown is on the Asher Monroe track. So if I, I posted this on my Instagram stories yesterday is that they had a lot of pictures I found of Diana Jenkins, not only with Kid Rock, but with Chris Brown, with Steven Tyler, with Randy Jackson, with Bono, like just with everybody. It was such a who's who of like just randomness. But Chris Brown popped up in a bunch. And then I'm like, wait a sec. So Chris Brown actually was on a track. So it means like they paid the right price for Chris Brown. I don't think he was like, I'm a huge Asher Monroe fan, but that's wild. I had no clue that Asher even had a song with Chris Brown from 2014. So on Spotify, he has 36,000 monthly listeners. That's not a lot. Um, here with you, his top track on Spotify has 2,546,000 uh, downloads, which is a lot for somebody that I'd never heard of before this year. Uh, that was a single called Here With You, where he has a, a much different look. Uh, also, this guy put out two albums in the past two years. Asher Monroe in 2021 uh, put out an album called Talk With God. Talk with God, what an what a strong album title, and the album tracks are called Hollow, Good versus Evil, and the Good versus Evil has the rapper Riff Raff on it, dude. This is wild, and it is also produced by D Empire Music. Thirteen tracks, only thirty five minutes in length. Length. Two thousand seventeen, he has an album called Inner Warrior. He is an inner warrior. Um, this is a bigger one, forty seven minutes. Um. Then he has, uh, that was his last, that was his first full length, but he's been making singles for a lot earlier than that. Uh, you guys all remember the track uh, Lonely Island from 2014, produced by D Empire Entertainment. Hush Hush in 2013. Here With You, the remixes from 2013. The single Like I Do by Asher Monroe, um, 2012. And then Love Away, 
um, was in 2011. He's looks like a little kid in a music studio. And isn't it wild? So he has been making music professionally since 2011. But when I say professionally, I say through Diana Jenkins music label. So I am just overly fascinated with this. I'm sure you guys don't even care probably nearly as much as I do, but I am going to be listening to Asher Monroe for the rest of my life at this point. I need to I need to see will Asher Monroe do a concert? Like I mean, can't you see that that'll probably be the season finale where Asher Monroe plays for all the ladies or something? We have yet to have a full music scene with Asher, but I believe that's going to come. So, next scene brings us to Diana's and Asher's like it's a little toasty, which is like, dude, it's Diana's house. She gets to control the temperature, not you. Asher. Diana's laughing like, ho, 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 you're wearing cashmere in LA, you know? But if it's cashmere, it's our money. I have no, I'm so poor. I have no clue what that means. Asher goes, you know where it did, where it did work? Malibu. And it also worked in London. London was, and he goes, I miss London. <laughs> Thanks, Asher. <laughs> In S22, Diana's son and his girlfriend, Ava, 21, come downstairs. Asher's like, what's up, guys? I'm your stepdad. And Ennis is like, what's up? What's up? And uh, they're like, baby went sleepies. And Diana goes, you know how much I love Full House. There's a chef preparing a large amount of food in the kitchen that they just get to grab at, which is just fascinating how rich people live. Ennis goes, I know you love a Full House, Mom. That's why I started to bring my girlfriend into the house. Like, it's not us trying to find an apartment. It's like, you say, like, come to our house. Diana, not talking head, goes... Ines lives with us because he's graduating, and I love it. I love having Full House because my father was orphaned, so he had no family ever. He always talked about his loneliness and how special to just have your mom there or have your brother. And she lost her brother, remember you guys. And she says, I understood always that my time with the kids was something that will never be replaceable. Now, I totally agree with this with Diana. I think there are things that we can all agree on, and this is one of them. Innes goes, well, Mom, this is Bosnian culture. This is what needs to happen. Like, your dream would be for me to buy the house across the street and just find a way to connect it and just live together. Like, I love that. It's like, yes, I will dig a tunnel under the street from one mansion to next. Um so uh, Asher goes, is this like a culture thing, yo? Did you guys grow up in that type of... And Diana's like, so... My... Which I kind of thought, like, Asher, maybe this is why Diana likes this kid also, because he's just always asking her questions. And Diana's like, so my mom was one of eight. She was the youngest, and it was 18 cousins, and everybody had a big plot of land, and each house was one property. And Ines says, so why do you need to go away and get your own apartment? Like, it's a very American thing. And Ava, the girlfriend, goes, it makes sense, and it's more fun that way. You keep your family close. Diana and I are talking to her, goes, my children grew up in Sarajevo with my mom and dad. They are very close, most privileged and lucky people. They're not aware of it. I feel like my kids know it because they have seen how the rest of the world lives. But you got to admit, there's a little difference here than I imagine Diana treating her kids than Garcelle treating her kids, right? Um, so they flash a black and white photo of Smale and Rosita, Diana's dad and mom. It's cute. Uh, Inna says, my grandpa calls and says, I gave birth to you. That's what he'll say to me. I gave birth to you. I take care of you. I'm like your mother and father. And Diana goes, he takes full credit for everything. Diana in the talking head says, I was lucky with my mom and dad because they really taught my kids language. They taught them value. They taught them life. Diana says, Inna was like this growing in life. I was like, oh, this kid is amazing. Best at sports, best school, teachers, favorite. Asher says, Enya's been a straight arrow since, since I've, I've known her. 
Anea, Anea, sorry, her daughter, Anea. Diana Natagania goes, Anea lives in England, actually training for equestrian international competition. My daughter loves horses. She lives for horses and horseback riding. That's her hobby. That's her passion. And Anea is so different than me. I'm allergic to horses, so I do my usual blow up, go in the car, turn on air conditioning, wave, say, Mama's Healy. They flash video of Anaya 19 riding and jumping with her horse through a course. Uh, horseback riding, I think archery maybe too. Very rich person sports. You know, you're not like, there's not probably like, I never was like, let's, I want to race horses. I want to get real good at the old horses, you know? Uh, you know, Lisa Vanderpump does horses. Asher goes, you know what? We should FaceTime Anaya. And Dinah goes, let's try. And Ava's like, is she in Spain? And Dinah's like, yeah, she's in Spain. She's doing international competition. Asher goes, you know what? We got to get Nene. And Dinah goes, I do miss her, though. And Asher's like, I know, right? And Anaya answers the call. And Dinah goes, hey, hey. Asher goes, we didn't know if we'd wake you or not because we always know the time difference. And Anaya's like, I'm always awake. And Dinah goes, turn around. Look who's here. Annis and turn around. Like she's on a phone, Diana. She can't do a 360. Um, and you gotta move the phone. Annis and Ava go, hi. And Ava goes, the weather's so nice in Spain compared to like England, especially like everybody's talking about the weather in England with this family. Diana goes, How's competition going? And Ava's like, good, a lot of back-to-back. I'm competing all day. So far it's really successful. We've won a few times. And Diana goes, Oh yeah, are you riding for UK or for Bosnia? And Ava's like, right now it's UK, and then we spoke to the Federation in Bosnia and they're switching me to ride for Bosnia in March. I actually like the idea that, like, no one's really ridden for Bosnia. That's bringing a lot of attention to, like, the country as a whole, you know? And then it goes, yeah, my little Bosnian, and then proceeds to lick her lips. Lick her lips. Anaya's like, so it's going to be really fun, yeah. Asher's like, that's awesome. And Diana's like, so you are happy and your dad is with you. And Anaya's like, yeah, it's nice to spend time with him. You have good dad, you do. And it's like, yeah, you do. He made the money. Diana's like, uh, or Asher's She's like, well, keep winning, girl. And Diana's like, we miss you. We love you. And they all say goodbye. Diana, the talking head, goes, selfishly, I really love having my family together, always with me. I'm hoping this winter Anaya will ride in California so she will spend four or five months with me. So again, Diana says, I like this house. I do. I think it's sexy. Maybe not best for the baby, but it works. Ines goes, it does work. And Diana goes, happy household. If I ever heard my mom, and I'm not trying to age early, you know, my mom was like, Ryan, this is a sexy house. We've always thought it was just sexy. I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to bed. Please stop with, put down the wine, you know? And then my mom licks her lips. Um, so Diana goes, my home is so important to me. I want it very warm and welcoming. Even though some people have called me rude and cold, my family would not agree on cold for sure. Rude? Questionable. I don't know. They flashed to dinner with Garcelle saying that it felt a little rude to me too, Diana. Flashed to Sutton going, I think you're a soulless person. Ava is rubbing Ennis's foot and uh, she's like, this is how you're expecting me to do this? Diana takes Ennis's foot away from Ava and puts Ava's foot in Ennis's hand. And she's like, how about this? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Ennis goes, I do it all the time. All the time. I learned it from Asher. Diana goes, it's a lady's house. That's why we love this house. They're doing like illegal foot rubbing around this place. Everybody just willy nilly rubbing feet. Like people are like parents are encouraging children to rub feet. It's weird. 
Uh, they have Diana's beverage, the uh, neuro beverage, all around the table. Neurogasm, neurosonic. And uh, if you're keeping score at home, uh, she has licked her lips only five times in this scene. So anybody who guessed five times win, wins the prize. Uh, there is a drone flying over Beverly Hills, uh, just showing us the uh, sights in the new scene. And we see Kyle entering 40 Love Restaurant. The host is like, hello. So uh, they get seated. The server's like, can we get you a drink to start? And Kyle's like, what are you guys like known for? She's like, the afternoon delight. Blackberry Aperol Spritz. And Kyle goes, are my teeth going to turn purple? And she's like, no, you have a black heart. No, she goes, no, 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 we have straws for you. Shree Zampino arrives to the restaurant and is seated. There's a loud cheering in the other part of the restaurant. And she's like, oh my God, it's loud here. And she's like, yeah, this is like a full-on sports bar. So they sit down. Uh, you know, Shree does a classic martini. Garcelle then arrives. She's like, hi, how are you? Uh, ladies greet her. Garcelle goes, do I look like a ball? She's dressed in silver with a black blazer and it has silver uh, stars all over it. Uh, the server brings Cherie's martini. Garcelle goes, that's what I would like too. Garcelle to Cherie says, how was it the other day? You went to Sutton's boutique. And Cherie goes, it was nice. And Garcelle goes, yeah, yeah. And they flash to one day earlier, Sutton to Cherie going, I was surprised to learn from Lisa that Diana has some feelings. I'll say, I'll say. She tells the ladies, yeah, we sat and had some girl talk. You know, I'm trying to understand things, which, by the way, imagine coming into this group and being relatively sane, trying to understand the other women. Like, Diana is doing none of that, really. But Cherie's only two episodes in, and she's really trying to understand. I really love that. Kyle goes, it can be very confusing. And Garcelle goes, you'll catch on to Cherie, but... To Kyle, I felt the other day, if I can just get right into it, when I was having that one-on-one -on -one with Erica, although it was one-on-one -on, -one on eight, uh, two days earlier, we're back to that of Garcelle going, there's got to be a balance on the meds and the cocktails. And Kyle goes, I've known Erica. We're the same scene we just saw 20 minutes ago, you guys. Um, so Garcelle goes, I, I, I just wanted in that moment was just with her, with Erica. It wasn't about her not having fun. I get it. I want her to have fun. She's been through a lot. Kyle goes, but you also said you need to control your meds and your cocktails. And Garcelle goes, yeah, she does need to do that because drinking has becoming a lot for her. And Kyle goes, come on, it's two times. Garcelle in a talking head goes, this woman was trying to have a threesome with my older son, told my younger son to fuck off, almost fell off the boat. Another again, fucking boat. Oh, she actually means literally with the boat trip. She goes, we're not just talking, oh my gosh, she's a little tipsy. Let's put her in an Uber. I mean, what more do you want to see? I mean, she's right. They flash back to the birthday party going, Oliver, you're hot. Oh, see that dick. Have your baby mama contact me and get me in my DMs. We can get it in three way. It's all good. Erica to Jax. What are you doing here? Get the fuck out. Erica on the boat going, let me take my shoes off. Whoa. And she trips. Kyle goes, so for me, it was like, oh, you know, she's gone through so much. She's sort of like being a little more free with us and letting her hair down and showing a more vulnerable side to her. And Garcelle goes, and you don't think that could lead to alcoholism. You don't think that's a problem. And Kyle goes, I think it's a very dramatic statement. And Garcelle says, you don't think Erica trying to figure out her, all her meds and drinking is a problem? Kyle in a talking head goes, I've learned from my past experience and I do have some on this topic. Remember, she... Kim is her sister. I've learned from those experiences, and I know those kind of words can hurt people. That's an interesting point. So they flash to 2010 with Kyle and Kim in the limousine. Adrian Maloof between Kim and Kyle. Stop it. Stop it. And Kyle's like, you are a liar and sick and alcoholic, okay? 
And then the scene where Rinna was like, they were this close to Kim dying. And then Kyle to Rinna, did you say that my sister is close to death and that she's not 100% sober? Uh, we're back to this scene. And Garcelle goes, these meds are new to her. And if I can get it because of everything she's gone through, I can get it. Kyle goes, I think she should never use the word meds because it sounds much more than it needs to be. I take five milligrams of Lexapro. I have to because I have very bad anxiety. Otherwise, I couldn't get on the plane. I couldn't, you know, but I take a very small dosage. You know, it's not a big thing. Yeah, five milligrams is what, but Lexapro for anxiety, I find very interesting. What an interesting drug to prescribe for that. But whatever, as long as it works. Uh, Sheree goes, can I say from my angle, if somebody said that to my son, that to me does not speak of a person that's in control. Sure, you making sense again. Garcelle goes, I'm just saying, let's figure it out so it doesn't happen again. Garcelle on the talking head goes, I've dealt with my son Oliver's addiction. Remember, Oliver, has, you know, watching someone going down a dark path is hard, especially when it's somebody you love. Eric is certainly not there, but I just feel like we need to do something before it gets really bad. So we have a flashback to 2020 to Garcelle with Oliver. Garcelle says, looking back, I think I did give you too much freedom. Did I miss the signs? And her son Oliver saying, I was just hanging out with the wrong people and my whole judgment, my whole way of thinking, making the poorest of choices. Uh, Sheree back in this scene goes, I hope you all understand each other because sitting here, I see both sides so clearly. What you hope and are saying to Kyle, she says, is so valid and reasonable. She's been through a lot and I see her kind of bringing this wall down. But what you're saying is valid too to Garcelle. And Garcelle goes that it could be dangerous. And Sheree goes, yeah. Garcelle goes, what I'm saying is if it's going to be a problem, let's nip it in the bud. And listen, this is how you do it. This is, this is part of being an adult. Man, Cherie, fucking A, man. Like, way to come in and kick ass. What a great, what a great thing of, like, I'm hearing both sides. You guys both have a point. Come on. I love that. Next scene, we're back at Diana's house. Oh, God. Leah, Diana's stylist, is like, the goal here, D, is we gotta, we want to get rid of your storage. Uh, I love when people call people like D. What up, R? What up, Rye? What up, Rye guy? What up, D? What up, D? Diana, the entertainment, the empire where I represent Asher Monroe, my only musical artist. I mean, Diana probably really thinks this kid's like Michael Jackson or something. I don't know. Diana, with a bottle of beverage in her hand, goes, I've got anxiety already. Because she's going to meet with Sutton. Leah goes, don't be scared. I know this is your favorite thing to do. And Diana's like, oh, my God. Oh, no, sorry. This is ang not anxiety about Sutton. It's anxiety about her storage with her dresses. Leah goes, it's overwhelming, but it's not that bad. And Diana goes, did I ever wear this? And Leah's like, yeah, the Oscars. It's a Tom Ford dress worth $20,000. Some of this stuff is laying down because you can't hang it. We show photos with Elton John, Tom Ford, and Diana. Diana goes, I hosted, I hosted. Do you remember that? I hosted. I think it was the Lady Gaga in England. Elton House in London, Windsor. We see the Balmain dress, $20,000. And it was just amazing. Lot of fun. We show photos with Lady Gaga and Elton John. Diana and I talking to her goes, I live a very big life. I host a lot of parties. And I have a lot of friends. And some of them happen to be famous people. The producer says, what's like the craziest thing that has ever happened at one of your parties? And Diana was like, I killed someone. And then I fucked their corpse. No. <laughs> Diana goes, I had a rock star beat up Prince, headbutted him. No, beat up Prince. But I'm not going to get into who it is. 
You damn well better get into who it is. If anybody, like, fucking, you're better. You're lucky that Prince is not with us anymore because I would fuck. Who the fuck is, who the, what fucking rock star beat up Prince? Like, Diana, you let Prince get beat up? What the fuck is your problem? Like, listen, starting to be really not a fan, but that just, that really took your stock down. Like, ha ha, kick Prince's ass. Hold him down. He, he's so tiny. Kick, kick Prince, kick. How about not when doves cry, when Prince cries? Hit him. Finish him. Finish him. Like, what? Dude, there's darkness here, to use Crystal's word. Diana and Leah are reminiscing and looking along a giant garment rack full of clothes. I do this with my old Navy pieces. And Diana's like, oh, Vivian Westwood. And Leah's like, all custom. And Diana's like, you know, she made these for me. Yeah, no shit. That's what rich things it's rich things. Leah's go, with the exception of a few key pieces with great memories that you want to save for the girls, I think we donate. What the, where the, donate? Where, I mean, like, is this at, like, a, a Goodwill? Is this at a Savers? Like, what, where is this going? Like, oh, guess what? I found a $40,000 dress today at the uh, Salvation Army. Diana, the talking head, goes, to be privileged enough that I can actually help others is a huge honor for me. When I was refugee, I was on receiving end of charity. My parents were at the mercy of charities for years, so I get involved with things that I don't even understand, to be honest. As long as I know that it's going to help somebody I'm in. Diana, by the way, I just want to speak for a lot of us Bravo fans. I have a charity I would like you to donate to. It's about giving us all Bravo Con tickets. Um, you don't need to know specifics. Just do it because it will help. For real. And we want the VIP passes. Just uh, that's another thing we want to throw out there. VIP. But also, I just love that, like, we are on the receiving end of charity. I got my first Balmain dress from a charity organization. Like, where is this charity organization? Like, what, what, I mean, what is what is happening? Like, where are we? Where is this? Diana goes, you know, Vivian Westwood, Alaya, Tom Ford. I mean, these are new clothes that I never got to wear. Leah's like, right. And Diana's like, so it may be better to donate. Uh, speaking of charity cases, it's at this moment when Erica Jane walks in, which I was like, oh, shit, hide all these free clothes. She's like, I'm a charity right here. Load it up. Load it up. Uh, I'm from the Salvation Army. <laughs> Lick my butt. Uh, that's adult humor. Okay, you guys. So uh, I just went and did a two-hour Southern Charm recap with Ronnie Karam for Watch What Crappens, which should be out today as well. Uh, I have no clue how it went, even though I did laugh a lot at Ronnie, uh, like I thought I would. So hopefully that uh, I hope I hope people enjoy it. I do. Um, so we had just left off with Diana, who you can see behind here. Which, by the way, is this the worst haircut? Like, I feel like I, I'm not a fashionable person, but this is so the, where the cutoff at the ears, what, what is that hairstyle? Like, I truly don't know. So, uh, Erica walks in carrying a green, a green plastic grocery bag. It's like, hello, where are you downstairs? And I was like, yes. Okay. I'm coming down. Hi. And I was like, Hi. And they do the normal girl thing, hug each other, tell each other how beautiful each other looks. Erica hands Diana a gift bag and goes, Uh, that's for you. We just some holiday candles. Found it at the Dollar Tree. And Diana's like, Ah! Erica looking at the giant wall of clothes and shoes and hats. She's like, What's this? And Diana's like, So this is one third of my wardrobe, baby. 
Erica picking up a Balmain dress is like, oh my God, wow. And Donna's like, yep, look at this, Vivian Westwood, all of this here. And Erica's like, let me take it off your hands. Ha <laughs> But really, I'd like to take all of this stuff. I would, I got a bag with me. I'd love to put it all in the bag. Eric in a talking head goes, those dresses, couture pieces. I mean, it's easily a million bucks in here. Easily. I've had all these beautiful things all my life. All her life? Right now, it has completely changed life for me. And uh, she's like, but I don't feel jealous or bad or anything. Oh, Erica Jane. Flashback to 2020 with Erica and Mikey pillaging the old mansion closet. Remember that? Mikey's like, come on, girl. We're going to go into the real closet. <laughs> Much better. And they show all of Erica's riches and Chanel and shoes. Erica picks up a pair of shoes at Diana. She's like, oh, my God. Are these Ruthie Davis? I'm a little jealous. I'm just coveting that name as goods. Which I find, like, first off, who the fuck is Ruthie Davis? Like, we're just making up names and putting them, slapping them on shoes? Like, I mean, I know Michael Jordan. Like, who? Ru- oh, this is Randy Sappenstein. Oh, you got a pair of Randy Sappensteins? This is good. Oh, my goodness. I fit my little hooves. Um, Erica in a talking hand goes, you can't be pinned solely in the value of material things. If I want something, I can get it. I'm not broke, broke. It's fine. It really is. And this was probably a very sad talk. It was, for me, a very sad talking head to watch. I truly was... uh, It's tough. I was not bummed for Erica, but I was like, wow, it truly is. But at the same time, I'm truly waiting for the talking head where Erica's like... Man, life is so crazy. It's so weird. I'm so sad about it. I, 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 I... truly valued all these things more than uh, more than actual life you know and i mean i don't know I, i'm waiting for some kind of realization or reckoning or maybe that you know coveting all of these goods in the end is not good so diana goes look at these tom fords Erica's like beautiful if you can fit them please wear them erica's like ah and she's trying to jam her hog feet in she's like oh she's like cutting off toes and like oh my god they fit they fit like a glove diana's like i've been meaning to wear things but whatever what i fart balmain dresses you know i fart them uh, Erica goes, well, when you collect things for years, it's hard. I sold a lot of my collection, <laughs> and those damn orphans didn't get a dime of that. That all went to me. <laughs> Diana pops open a bottle of bubbly. I mean, the champagne closet Diana's got to have. It's always champagne over there. Erica goes, we missed you the other day at Sun's lunch. And Diana's like, I woke up and I felt like my head's going to explode. And Erica goes, Jesus, yeah, no, it was a topic at lunch. It's interesting because at Sun's party, she told us at the table what happened between the two of you at Garcelle's party. And Diana's like, I thought I had seen it all. And then I met Sutton, which is just I mean, listen, Sutton is a lot of things, but you're telling me this worldly traveled, tough Bosnian woman has never, I mean, this person has hung out with Chris Brown, Stephen, I mean, like the, the who's who of, uh, and she's, but Sutton, I've never seen a thing like Sutton strike in my life. It's crazy. Like, really? You've never, you escaped from Bosnia. You went, I mean, like, I, I'm truly finding it hard to wrap around of like, I've never read anybody as special as Sutton. She takes the cake. Like, what? 
it makes no sense at all. Um, and uh, Diana's like, I was like, what's going on? Why do you want to not like me? Erica goes, I got into a lot of trouble sticking up for myself last year, and my biggest critics were Sutton and Garcelle. But it was Sutton that was the most persistent and really pulled the worst out of me. What a bullshit line. She pulled the worst out of her, you guys. Not the situation. It was Sutton. In fact, you know what? Why don't the orphan and widow, why are they not suing Sutton? You know what I'm saying? Like, Sutton made Erica the person she is. Sure, they had just known each other for less than a year, but it's Sutton who's truly at fault. And I think we can all see that right now. And I'm just so glad we cleared this up. Also, it's funny because Erica is kind of almost like, yeah, you know who you should pay attention to? That Sutton and Garcelle. I was great until I met them, yeah. No, no, nothing to do with my husband that stole all that money. Sutton Garcelle, biggest critics. <laughs> Flashback to Kathy's dinner one year ago where Sutton's like, don't talk to me like that. Oh, sorry, Sutton's going, I'll say, I'll say, don't talk to me like that. And Erica's like, oh, what? And Sutton's like, seriously? Oh, what? Diana goes, I've been in the group five minutes and Sutton has already had fights with Crystal, Kyle, Dorit, you, all in these five minutes. Erica goes, yeah, so it can't be me. Oh, Diana, it can, actually. Erica and I talking to her goes, Sutton hooked a major fucking bear. So whether or not Sutton thinks she's good, she ain't with Diana. And I don't think Sutton will survive that confrontation. <laughs> Erica, she survived the confrontation with you, and you're much more of an asshole than Diana is. Really? Like, oh, are you laughing? You think Diana's... Well, I don't... Why are all these women on the show thinking they are so... Uh, Diana's so amazing and untouchable when Diana to the audience is not. It's really wild what we see in the show from these ladies, how they think it's going to go, and what we actually see on the outside and how it really is. Flashback to three days earlier, Erica says... Given the benefit of the doubt, I'm just asking. You guys chat. She's talking to Sutton about Diana. Sutton's like, well, I was sitting there next to her when I, I told her something that I don't tell a lot of people. And Erica's like, right, it wasn't received well, so let's just go back to zero and try it again. And Sutton's like, well, and she made fun of me. Well, this is a woman that, you know, was really shitty to me last year, and I haven't swept that under the rug, but I'm peaceful with it. Diana's like, how do you forgive and forget? I don't. You're a wise woman. <laughs> and then Diana licks her lips three times. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, what a stupid, stupid thing to say to each other. Like, one thing stupider than the next. It's like a tennis match of stupidity. It's like, ooh, I'm going to hit it back stupider than you just hit it to me. And I just love that Eric is like, I was so great at sweeping it under the rug, and I'm peaceful with it. But also, fuck her. Um... So we're at Kyle's house now. There's an Arctic Glacier premium ice company there delivering snow to Kyle, dressed in major Arctic boots and wool hat and sweater. Because remember, uh, at the end of the day, Kyle is rich and you are not. And she is going to show you how rich she is by literally bringing in snow. Next week, uh, is a, she's going to bring in a thunderstorm and maybe a hurricane the week after that. Kyle and I talking to head says, when you're born and raised in Los Angeles and you wake up on Christmas morning and it's 90 degrees out, you start to feel desperate for snow. Los Angeles sucks. So if we don't have snow here, I'm going to buy it. And Kyle's wrangling the giant snow hose. He's like, this is fun. How much do you need for a snowman? 
Um, and uh, then we jump cut over to the Hamlin household, and uh, we just see a bunch of rats just running around. No, Renee goes, hey. And Harry goes, Amelia's on fire. And I was like, oh, my God, literally? And I was looking around, and they're like, oh, no. I think she's talking about her career. And Renee goes, oh, my gosh, can you believe? <laughs> you know she's moving up that ladder of the happening people in the modeling world that make it happen. So she's... Up the ladder of the happening people in the modeling world that make it happen. What? And she goes, Lois is working her magic. And Harry goes, Lois is. Thank you, Lois. Thank you, darling. Now, on its face, very nice. But this is the thing that I always find it interesting. Like, our loved ones go to heaven, and we miss them to death, and we truly think about them every day. But also, we expect them to do a lot of hard labor of, like, Lois, we're going to need you to move mountains. I know Amelia doesn't really have tons of talent, but we're going to need you to make your magic up there. And what? Oh, shave your eyebrows? Amelia, Lois up in heaven says, shave your brows. Um, so we fly over to Crystal's backyard to check in. And Crystal's like, are the avocados here? They're outside with Crystal's housekeeper and daughter. She's picking avocados from the tree and putting them in a basket. Oh, man, can you even imagine the richness of having your own avocado tree and not having to go to Trader Joe's and buy that like little, little bag of sad avocados or asking for it extra at Chipotle? Crystal's daughter, Zoe, says, I think there are a thousand avocados. And Crystal goes, okay, I think this is enough, right? By the way, if there's a thousand avocados, like... That should be an Ocean's Eleven movie where we just do a heist on a bunch of avocados of like, we're going to go get a thousand avocados. Street value, $14.5 million. We're back at Kyle's house. We see the yard covered in snow. And Kyle, who's basing a turkey now, still in her sweater and wool hat, says, Hey, Siri, call Erica Girardi. And I wish Siri was like, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. She is a criminal, potentially. I don't want to get in trouble. Erica answers, goes, well, hello there. How are you? What are you up to? And Kyle goes, well, I had snow brought to my house, which is another thing. If like somebody's having trouble financially, you're not like, I, I just had a bunch of diamonds delivered here. Do you remember those, Erica? And Erica goes, get out. You have a snow machine? Kyle goes, so fun. And I wish you guys could be here tomorrow for the Children's Hospital Lunch with Jamie Lee Curtis, star of the movie Halloween. Because the snow will still be there. We could have been sledding, but we'll do it again. And Erica goes, well, I know Diana's on her way to have lunch with son. And Kyle goes, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because Kyle and her head are like, oh, Sutton's going to get her ass handed to her. No. Uh, the drone flies us to Sutton in her black SUV limousine, and she calls Garcelle on the phone. Thank God it's not that Sam Reet guy from earlier. Like, hey, baby, I'll need a word of wisdom. I love you, Sam Reet, or whatever his name was. So Sutton goes, hi, Garcelle. How are you, Garcelle? And Garcelle goes, well, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? I'm having lunch with Diana. And she goes, really? Sutton in her talking head goes, the way I ended it with Diana was in a hug. You know, we're all good, forgiven. Now Lisa's inserted herself. So I'm just going to go straight to Diana. Rena at Sutton's lunch a week earlier uh, that we saw earlier in the episode where she's like, I don't think she had the same takeaway from that lunch. Sutton's like, well, the experience that I did, and Rena's like, yeah, she thinks very differently. Sutton goes, well, I think she's going to be tricky today, Garcelle. And Garcelle says, first of all, she needs to lighten up. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be in this group and then hold a grudge because somebody yelled at you. Sutton goes, well, listen, I can come across as rather harsh sometimes, and I'm sorry. I'm complex. <laughs> Can you? I'm a deep thinker, I'll say, I'll say. There's a huge pause, and Sutton goes, Right, Garcelle? 
And Garcelle goes, oh, yeah, 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 complex. Yeah, you got it. And Sutton goes, thank you. And Garcelle goes, I just think, I don't know. So where's this going to end? What's going to happen? And Sutton goes, well, I'll give you the full report. Manana, I'll say, I'll say, okay, Garcelle, I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And Garcelle goes, bye. Sutton arrives at the Bar Toscano restaurant where Diana is already waiting for her. Sutton goes, Diana. Diana gets up and she's in like this. I don't I feel like she's in a witness protection program or something, but one for rich people because she's wearing a hat with Gucky, the Gucci logo. And I'm like, oh, it's nice. It's from Gucci. I know because it says Gucci. Um, So Diana goes, hi, good to see you. Son goes, well, good to see you too. Diana goes, oh, we picked the same bag. They have the same bag. So it's, well, I love yours. How are you? Good. Server takes the drink. Sutton gets a water. Diana goes, Campari soda. Diana goes, so what do we do? And Sutton goes, well, I guess we're going to have some lunch and talk about some things we need to talk about. I don't know what you want to start. And Diana goes, maybe we should start at the beginning. And Sutton goes, yeah, I mean, we can sound the music it out. Yeah, we're going to start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Doe a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of gun inside me. Na, 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 na. I'm going to be mad at Sutton because of Erica Jane. She is poisoning the well. My little boy toy is having an album on D Empire Records. His name is Asher Monroe. So anyways, this is a Sound of Music reference. Sutton goes, well, I'll start with the fact you said I was clumsy with my words. And you said that to me very early on. We flash back to six weeks previously, and Diana's on the sofa in Kyle's house saying to everyone, I don't know Sutton very well, but I feel like she's clumsy with her words. And Sutton goes, well, and I'm curious, Diana, as to how you could say that when you didn't even know me. And Diana goes, honestly, to me, I was just trying to give you benefit of doubt. She's been clumsy with words, but, and this is a talking, she's been clumsy with words, but she really doesn't mean to hurt them, right? You, 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 and then she's like, you didn't, in my opinion, at that particular time. And so it's like, okay. And Diana goes, I actually have changed my mind. I don't think you're clumsy with words. I actually think you mean what you say. The ladies glare at each other, fire starting each other. And Sutton's like, well, okay. Well, I'm here to make peace and come to an understanding. I'll say, I'll say, I don't want you to be mean to me and shoot daggers because I want to be very civilized. And Diana goes, I get that. You say that. But at the same time, the way you were provoking me at Garcelle's birthday was so inappropriate. We get a flashback to Garcelle's party three weeks earlier and son's like so you're on bed rest but you're here so that's confusing diana goes 12 weeks ago i lost a baby what you know you want to know am i still bleeding yes i am and you know a very serious conversation that we're reminded of and son's like well i was wrong to maybe be a bit sarcastic and Diana goes, some things are just not up for sarcastic remarks. Server comes to take their order. Son's like, well, I'll have the soup. And Diana's like, the truffle pizza. Sutton goes, what I did wasn't right, and I'm willing to say that. And I need for you to be able to say back to me that what you did wasn't right either. And Diana goes, what do I do to you? And Sutton goes, well, you mocked me when I go on and tell you my own experience of having two miscarriages. Again at Garcelle's party, we're back there, and Sutton's like, well, I mean this because I've had two miscarriages, so I understand, Diana. And Diana's like, 
Oh, here we go with the big blue eyes. And Sutton's like, they're green. And Diana's like, oh, they're going to be teary. And then blah, blah, blah. Back to this scene, Sutton goes, you mocked me, you remember? And Diana goes, do you know how you said it? And Sutton's like, I said it very sincerely. And Diana rolls her eyes, which is hard to see because she has like, the chipmunk filler. And she's like, oh, wow. And Sutton goes, you know what, Diana? I was trying to bond with you and tell you I'm really sorry that you had a miscarriage. And now you're rolling your eyes at me, Sutton Shrek. And Diana goes, well, because it's not genuine, Sutton. It's not. And Sutton goes, everything I'm fucking saying is genuine. I love how Sutton will slip in a fucking, like, fucking A, man. Come on, bro. Diana's like, I really feel like I need professional help in communicating with you because I don't feel like you and I can communicate honestly because if you think that was sincere, then you really have a problem. Which is like, what an asshole. Yeah, man, you uh, you accepted a hug. Listen, we know she's not your favorite person, but I thought it was moving on time. And Sutton goes, well, I don't share my stories of my miscarriages with many people. You didn't really share it. I did. You threw it in a way. I did not throw it. I had a miscarriage and you say, I raised you too. It was done in a very... It was not like that. This is such a heavy subject. No, it was not. And how dare you say that to me? You don't say that about a woman with miscarriages. You don't do that. And you know it. And Diana's like, are you hearing yourself? Like what? I mean... And so he goes, yeah, I am hearing myself. And Diana's like, are you all right? Honestly? Gaslighting. Sutton's like, I'm perfectly fine. Diana's like, is that how you translate things in your head? What did you just say to me, Diana? I feel like everything goes back to Sutton. It's like the world. Sutton goes, I'm speaking on behalf of women with miscarriages all over the world. Diana's like, spokeswoman for miscarriages. Right now, yeah. Diana's like, right now, right here in front of me, yeah. Are you hearing yourself? Are you hearing yourself, Diana? No, seriously, are you hearing yourself? I can't hear. I don't know. Seriously, the acoustics is sucks in this place. <laughs> no, she's saying, are you hearing yourself? And so goes, I think you are also very delusional. I'll say, I'll say. And Diana goes, am I really? And so goes, you want to talk about being fake and phony because you gave me a big old hug and I actually thought that we, it was the fakest hug I have ever had in my life. I like the dramatics of that. Like, I've never had a real hug. This was the fakest hug. I was like immediately chilled by the fakeness of the hug. Big fake hug. Big, huge. Also, it just, just, I mean, somebody goes, are you the spokeswoman for miscarriages? I'm Sutton Strike for miscarriages. Like, what are you out? Diana, what are you out of your mind? So Sutton and Diana goes, what the hell? Sounds like a problem that she's got with herself, because I'm not... And she shakes her head in disbelief. I choose dealing with Erica over Diana any day. Sutton goes, I had no idea you were being fake in front of me. I am telling you now, so we can just... I was fake. Sutton goes, well, that's really shitty of you to do. Really shitty of you. Diana goes, okay. Sutton goes, shame on you. For what? For letting you walk all over me? Not letting you clean your feet on me? To not let you abuse me? Abuse you? You obviously think that you can provoke somebody and yell at them and say all these mean things and then what, hug it out ten minutes later? You cut me deep and I told you right now, it's all good. It would be fake. It's not all good. So do you want me to move on or do you not? 
You tell me how to move on from things like that. That is not fake and phony. I'm being really genuine. Diana throws her shoulder up and goes, rolls her eyes. And she says, okay, so who are you? Who is Satin? Who is Satin? Satin goes, I'm a reactionary for sure. I'm a hothead for sure. But I'm a very good friend. To whom? I am loyal to the end. So you say. That I know. So you say. That. That I know I say I say. So you say, I do say, I do say, you say, I say, so, so you say, I don't know what to do here because we're going back and forth. We're playing ping pong. There's silence and something goes, okay, I'm going to go. I got a lot of Christmas cards to do. <laughs> I got to mail my Christmas cards. How dare, a good day to you. And uh, <laughs> Diana smiles a large fake phony smile and says, so thank you, but I'll see you at Kyle's little thing and we can be pleasant. It is a charity event. Yeah, okay. Uh, Diana throughout this entire scene licked her lips six times, and if you are counting, that is 14 times this entire episode. Next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Jamie Lee Curtis is with us, the movie actress. She's at Kyle's charity event and helping Sutton with a uh, cosmetic procedure on Cherie, and Cherie's calls Jamie auntie Kyle tells crystal. She saw what she posted on Instagram that crystal is struggling with her body image. Crystal's crying and folks 11 episodes into the season. And we finally have the one, the only Kathy Hilton. Have a great weekend, folks. You know what I say? I always do something amazing. Uh, I'll uh, be with my parents. I'll be with my parents. I'll be with my parents, Bill and Becky. I'll be checking in over on Patreon. All the girls' trip recaps will be over there. Thank you guys so much for uh, for just always being here for me. And uh, I will talk to you bright and early on Monday. Bye, guys. Yay. Okay, stop. Betches.